we want to do something pretty cool here. List top five games of the last generation. Now, I was wondering what exactly that meant because there's some games that overlapped with like mm. PS3, PS4. I get you could include that. Like if if something okay. cross gens, go ahead and add it. Don't be afraid to do that. One other thing I was worried about is the same thing with this current gen happening right now because there's still PS4 games coming out and PS5 and stuff like that. With Switch, Switch is kind of weird because it falls somewhere. Same thing with Wii U, but I'm including Switch and Wii U as a part of this. All right. So anyway, so, nice. so basically anything that is on the Wii U, Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Or PC, I guess, at that time. Would yes. Work. Okay. Yeah. These Perfect. all fall there, so we're good. I guess, Jake, our guest here, you start first with number five. Oh, can't wait to hear. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, we're doing this. We're doing this in order. Yes. And we're taking turns with each one. So we're doing five, 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 four, four, four kind of deal here. And none of us know what we put down. So right. anyway, Jake, Perfect. go with your number five. All right, number five for me is, I'm sure both of you have probably played this, but it's uh, The Amazing Spider-Man on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Huge Marvel guy, love Marvel, basically become obsessed with it since the MCU took off. Never really got a good Marvel game, though, like an open world. If you guys can remember back, (laughs) Spider-Man 2 on like PlayStation 2 and GameCube and Xbox, that was one of the first games that introduced swinging throughout New York City. Yeah. It was that. epic as a There kid. was a PS3 game, Spider-Man, that was actually really good. And I think it was just, was it Spider-Man 3? It might have been the Amazing um, Spider-Man. I think they did put that game out on like PS3 because I would have been the, around the time that that movie came out. I know which out. one you're talking about. It was gotcha. really good. And I just remember liking it a bunch. Of, but there was a PS3 Spider-Man game. There's Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, or an Edge of Time. It's got to, I want to say it was 3? 2007? I want to say Spider-Man 3. It has to be. Spider-Man 2 on the GameCube and stuff, I remember swinging around the city and it was so... You just became engulfed in the world like as a kid. A free roam game like that and it's... I mean, Spider-Man. This is right around the times the movies were coming out. So like everyone was up to date with Spider-Man watching Tobey Maguire be awesome. And um, (laughs) I think (laughs) Spider-Man is the most popular superhero there is. Yeah, him and Batman are number one and two right up there. I think they go back and forth. Um, it's crazy because you would think like Superman or someone would be up there, but no, it's Batman and Spider-Man, both of them more lower level heroes compared to like having super God powers like everybody else. Well, they took off with the movies in such a big way. I'm sure that helped, you know, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, and then Batman, the trilogy there. I mean, yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy. I love Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man movies. I don't care what people say. Me too. I love those. (laughs) They're just two OG. They're just two OGs. Spider-Man on PS4. It kind of reminded me of like a lighter better storied version of the arkham games the batman games yeah just playing through them like the batman games were fantastic i mean i love the newest one i think it is where you have like the car and you drive around the city and it's very open world feeling yeah arkham knight and this is exactly how i felt playing spider-man but i just felt like there was more of like a free roam feel to it i want to say it's one of the best games like just for doing like side missions you just feel like a badass (laughs) it's so true (laughs) like kicking ass fighting these random little like guys on the street everything that you do kind of feels rewarding not to mention like the skill tree it's such an in-depth game for people who don't really play those types of games like you go into it expecting like oh this is going to be like a beat-em-up with spider-man but it's so much more than that i mean it really has like a strong rpg feel to it with how you're just 
leveling up your Spider-Man and seeing all these new moves. By the end of the game, I mean, you're basically untouchable. You start off getting beat by common street <laughs> bugs. <laughs> you get to the end of the game and you're unstoppable. But yeah, Spider-Man on the PS4 and the PS5 update where they added the 60 FPS oh, yep. uh, with the ray tracing, I mean, changed the game because I had played it halfway through. I didn't have that setting. And then they put the update out after because I got it on PS5, not PS4. So I got to play it with that for the first time, and it was just, it was breathtaking. So yeah, that's that's why Spider-Man lands on my number five. Okay, so you played it on PS5 first time playing through it. Yep, and half of the, okay. I played through half of the game, and it was the regular settings, like the uh, 60 FPS, I think they had it for PS5 at that time, but no ray tracing. And then they added that update in halfway through, and it kind of okay. just, yeah, from then on, it was it was epic. Oh, that's awesome. I wish I could have played it first time on PS5. When right? I when I played it on PS4, I still... That game is one of the first games in a long time where I wanted to do everything. Not because every one of the little things were so much fun to do. It's just getting around to it. I never fast traveled. It was just so fun. Just swinging through the sky and navigating to everywhere is a blast. So I totally I think the best now. way of saying it is like, sure, I felt tedious getting the extra stuff, but right. I wanted to get the extra stuff because I love the gameplay so much. It's so good. Yeah, the items, they could have done it better. Like, what are you trying to find? Backpacks, right? I'm, I'm trying backpacks, to remember what it was. Yeah, um, backpacks. Challenges. And... You're like, oh, they're just in the dumbest, weirdest places, really? and they weren't. It was annoying me a little, but it was just so fun to play, and I just wanted to do as much as I could that I did it anyway. So that's, right. you know, that's a good thing to say technically that even though you're you're doing something you don't technically like it, the base game is so good you're doing it anyway. So I think it, yeah, it. it got to the point where I wouldn't even be like trying to do the missions. I would just be swinging <laughs> around. If something happened to be there, I was like, oh, oh nice, yeah. let me grab this while I'm here. I'm just having so much fun swinging around doing like the little missions that pop up. <laughs> the, the only thing I didn't like about that game, and it was really just one small thing, was those little um, sort of stealth missions with Mary Jane. It just yeah, kind of like took me dumb. out of it completely. I wasn't really feeling that. I didn't understand why it threw that in the game. Yeah, it didn't feel necessary so in the slightest. It's like, am I yeah. playing an Avengers game? Why am I taking over some other character? <laughs> right. It's a cool like, story moment, but just have it be a little cutscene. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it wasn't fun to, to sneak around with her. Like, I don't mind a little stealth here and there, but I don't know. It just... It was like that thing, like you're banging your head against the wall like 20 years ago where you mess up and then you start again five minutes before whatever it is. It's just annoying. Yeah, I remember like when you turn off your PS5 and you turn it back on if you haven't done anything else. It's like at that spot. And it happened about two or three times doing her mission where I would turn off my PS5. Like, and like two days later, I'm like, ah, oh, let me play some Spider-Man, getting home from work, completely forgot where I'm at, turn oh, it man. on, that's the spot. And I'm like, God, I don't really want to play this now. That's too funny. <laughs> that was a solid game, though. Good pick. Okay. Um, I'll go next. My right. number five. It feels so low, but Just it's go like with these it. are Just top go five it. games of the generation. Fill it out. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. I wanted to put it higher, but it's my number five. There were a lot of good ones. I don't I don't blame you for putting it there. But anyway, let's let's hear what you have to say about it. It's almost like the longer something out, if it got really, really popular, people love to crap on it after the fact because they just hate that it's popular, I guess. <laughs> I think that's what's happening because the internet does that to everything that's popular. It sure does. But I really think 
it did what no other game before it did. So when we're playing Zelda for the first time on NES and it's this huge, we're imagining it and we're kids, we got a big imagination, but it's that whole premise of you just going anywhere and there's secrets just around every little corner and it feels so massive and you can do anything and everything and everything you can see you can go to and all of that stuff it really felt like that and the way the style looked with the i guess the color palette it's kind of the same with the old nes game if you were to just make it obviously way way prettier but it it has that same actually if you look at the artwork on the manuals and stuff that's how Breath of the Wild looks. It looks like they pulled from that. That aside, what made it so amazing is just the one small thing of you can climb anything, you know? So handy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so handy. Okay. You see a mountain way, 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 way back in the background. So cool. You see this mountain. You go all the way to it, and you can climb up the mountain all the way to the very tip top. When have you ever done that in any video game? You haven't. Never. Pe- people swear you could, but no, you never could do it to that level up until that point. I'm sorry. I don't believe anyone saying otherwise. Show me the proof, please. Because I, <laughs> I did not see it ever up to that point. And there's stuff at the top of the mountain. I remember yeah. so many times being at getting to the very tip top. I don't even know why. I just wanted to do it. And there was a sword there. I'm like, thank God they actually yep. put something there. One of the snow peaks is like the highest in the game. And yeah. It's one of the only places the dragon comes out. So when you get to the top, you can hit the dragon to get one of his scales. Oh, man. Speaking of the long. dragons, the first time I saw a dragon, I did not know there was dragons in the game. Same here. <laughs> I remember us having that conversation. Oh, no, oh my God, there's them. a dragon. I feel like, like no, no, one knew, no one knew what to do at all when you first saw the dragon. Like, what the I know, hell? I 100% <laughs> shot it with arrows after. Like, I seen it. Realized it was like I'm a peasant and stand no chance, and just gave up after that. And then I saw a couple more. At that point, I had to Google it. Let's be honest; I had zero idea what they were in the game for or what they did. They just looked awesome. They're so big, but so high up. Even if you try to shoot them, you think like you can hit them, but it's way harder to hit than you. Yeah, your arrows don't even go like halfway. You have to get the (laughs) abilities to like jump up in the air or be like floating in the air off a mountaintop, like with your glider doing the slow motion arrows dude one thing that game did that i always like i understand the complaints that people have about breath of the wild i get it they didn't bother me nearly as much but okay fine but the one thing i will never back down on with breath of the wild is every time you were in a part of the world at any given time you just walk up while i'm playing where are you right now it felt so distinct like if i'm in zora's domain or in the goron for uh the mountain or the desert they're like so different from each other you know you would never they get felt like completely felt different like, game yeah environment. yeah like i okay here's so horizon came out around that time which i really enjoyed but when i played it horizon exactly that's exactly my point i've i've argued this with people so much i horizon i don't i couldn't tell you the name of any place in horizon or something special about that area but i can tell you for sure when you're in the desert for example i could tell you a number of things that only happen right there you know that i love that about that game it was just so unique man and hero girl in the desert is really, yeah. really cool the yep. fact that they have different heroes in different areas too yep. it's almost like they're the character of the area that's such a cool idea <laughs> so one good. thing that i really enjoyed as well was the have the return of how the fairies are with their fountains and stuff. Thought that was such an awesome. That blew way my of, mind. Agreed. The first time she came out, I'm like, what? In first the time hell? seeing the fairy like that, I'm like, oh this like 25 foot pound lady, bigger lady with like a bikini on. I'm like, what the heck? And she's yeah. like, da, 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 da. 
to get graphic, but you feel like you could just walk inside of her. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So seeing that for the first time after growing up with Zelda and, you know, they gradually, you know, it get a little more realistic or not realistic, more detail. And then you see that you're like, just seeing, it almost reminds me of like when we played Final Fantasy VII Remake and you see some moments from back in the day. Now, that's how I felt with Breath of the Wild. I'm like, oh my God, this is the first yeah. time seeing it like this. It's just amazing, man. Because the last time we saw the fairies in 3D, they were like, what, triangle titties or whatever. <laughs> right, like, <no>. right. <laughs> like Tomb Raider days. Right. <laughs> uh, but back to what you were saying about like how like, each area felt different. Sure. I that's like an overlooked feature because like right sure. now I'm just sitting here looking back on what you're saying and I'm remembering the first time I had to climb one of the snowy mountains and it's like a blizzard right. and it just feels epic. You have to prep yourself for it. You have to eat hot chilies. Yeah, and you I have to that. equip like if you have a weapon that's like fire weapon, you need to put it on your oh, back man. so it keeps Dude. you warm while you're going through the cold. To some people, I can see how that would seem petty, but it's such a like in-depth feature that they must have gone through to add right. that right. you know that somebody was there talking okay this would be a pretty cool feature to add and it got thrown in the game at some point where you're having to keep on warm clothes and warm weapons to make sure you're at a good temperature it's such an awesome feature that's so small yeah it wasn't tedious either like it didn't bother me that's why when people say stuff like the weapon breaking oh my god so annoying I'm, I'm thinking back on my time with breath of the wild and weapon breaking became something that i didn't even think about after a while number one yeah, i wasn't same. stopping to fight every single enemy there was no need to and number two i had a whole house full of these powerful weapons that would last so long it's like i don't know i i don't know jake's house i remember him showing me he had the coolest house of all of his <laughs> it had the three weapons. strongest weapons in it and then i had the three best bows in it. i didn't even carry around the best weapons in the game right, i would just right. put them on my wall because like dude, I, yeah. I can handle the game i, I don't want to mess with that, that was the but... same with me yeah and and the powers that you would get I would take out these Lionels with like my stasis and a few oh other things. Oh my god! I didn't even do Oh my so god! Much. So, so much fun to fight them. I'll man. never forget the first time I seen one. Funny story. I know it was Tim as well. We had both seen them, and we were in the first two hours of the game. We had three hearts. Yes, three, hearts. three hearts. And I played them. I died every <laughs> single time. And when I say that, over 150 times, no doubt. <laughs> I could not kill this thing, and I gave up. I'm like, he doesn't have to do with the story. I looked at up googled it found the answer call right. up tim tim i'm telling him about it tim's like yeah dude i've already fought him like a thousand times but i beat him and i'm like what you're like you blows your mind dude i'm like and this is a whole new this? console we've never messed with before we had a capture feature thank god and i was able to save me beating him just so i could prove oh, it because no one's gonna believe me yeah of course <laughs> yeah dude it's like this is like some like youtube video levels guys streaming him playing it it's like one of the popular videos of a guy like speed running one of the bosses the fact that you're able to do that is just it was insane because I, I played it a ton and i was like all right i give up i can't do this and then i talked to tim and he's like <laughs> i did it after like a thousand tries i'm like oh my god i'm so jealous dude that's what's so great about this game is and clearly we can tell we're all pretty you know high on this game which i love hearing because i'm so used to people crapping on this game so much but anyway i couldn't believe how awesome it was talking to people as we're all playing through this game and you're telling me something that's happening in your game i've never even heard of that i'm telling you something i discovered you've never heard of it it was just loved like 
like everyone playing the game together. You know, it felt it's pretty still special. the number one sold game on Switch, even after Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is number two. The That's fact crazy, that Breath man. of the Wild was that big of an impact. Switch is the most popular system of all time, as no system has ever sold faster. And Breath of the Wild is number one. Crazy, it's man. funny because I have a coworker who just got a Switch, I believe it was about two weeks ago, and he got Breath of the Wild. He was telling me about him playing it and how it was like the, one of the best games he's ever played. And I asked him where he's at. He hadn't even gotten the glider yet. And he's <laughs> saying this. And I'm sitting there thinking like, this guy has probably seen nothing. He has <laughs> oh, yeah. no idea what he's in store for. Because I remember playing it the first time and I started off on that top. I'm like, wow, this game's huge. Look at all the background. I hope I can go there. And then you get the glider. We thought the game was just that area before we got the glider. Right. You can see things in the background, but we're wondering, we're thinking like, oh, maybe it's just background or something. And we're like, this area is huge. Wow, this game's really big. That little plateau in the very beginning, we thought was big. Right. Like, we were right. so it seemed like, huge. dumb if we only knew. <laughs> that game, uh, I, I could talk about that game all day, man. What an amazing game. I can't wait. I'm just thinking ahead when, when 2 comes out. I can't wait to have that moment again. We're all talking. We're all discovering things about it. It's just, I can't It's wait. a bigger map than Skyrim, right? I you know what? I don't know showed. for sure, but what it I will say It has to be, because I know the second one, they added the sky where it's basically like a sky version gotcha. to Breath of the Wild, so it's yes. going to have like an entire top oh, area. Man. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be insane. I'm so looking forward to that game. I haven't like been excited about a Switch game like that since Breath of the Wild. I just remember playing it for the first time, and it was like right when the system came out, perfect game i'm pulling up a map right here of somebody comparing all of the games Hold while on. you're looking that up i'll mention also the other thing is i love seeing videos now even years later people try these things they're like okay this power works this way this weapon works this way your jump works this way and they put it all together and they do this crazy stuff that you could never imagine would even work and it always works like they thought of everything with this game just craziness man okay breath of the wild 23 miles squared uh, Skyrim is 15 miles squared. Wow. So yes, Breath of the Wild is like almost twice as big as Skyrim. That's that's craziness, man. <laughs> it nuts. is close to the size of Grand Theft Auto And it's going to be bigger in Breath of the Wild too. Let that sink I in. Can't, I, I can't wait, man. I'm so excited. Okay, Grand Theft Auto Five. You fly planes across the whole map, <laughs> and it takes a while. And Breath of the Wild almost has a biggest map as GTA Five. Yeah, I was going to say wow. the GTA Five map is like the biggest I've ever seen. I I just start crazy game I haven't played for the first time until about two months ago. GTA Five. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that map is, weird. is insane yeah it sure is but you have vehicles and all of that i mean zelda you don't have a plane you can take from the north coast of the south it though. literally takes 25 minutes to run from one point of the island to the other side in breath of the wild <laughs> if you want to do that you're going to be there a minute i was so happy to like but that's what's cool. Like it's it's really huge. We all know it's really big, but there is stuff around every corner. Even those stupid little Korok seeds where they got nine hundred ninety nine, or uh, is it that is it some is it a thousand or is it like three hundred? Either I think no, it's a, it is, a lot. It it's a it's a very decent amount. People complain about the left and right. Even me, like oh, there's no way I could get all of these. But it's cool they added it because at least there's just that one more thing that fills out of just something you could find. Right. It's still like feels really good like oh cool i got a little korok seed figured out a little puzzle in this random area i was just walking through the woods 
and yeah. saw yeah. something <laughs> just saw something a little off i'm like wait that looks dude, weird that, right dude the, the crazy thing is is i swear to god zelda set me up to be questioning every room i'm in and like <laughs> any type of game yep. i zelda is the first game i think of when i'm like all right let me move this random table that could mean <laughs> nothing but there's a slight chance something will happen oh, and it's helped man. me in so many games yeah, so many I games i found just different things from that and uh back to your point rudy you were saying like how you you hear people like crap on breath of the wild oh, yeah, i'll say bro I was one of those people who always compared it to the other Zelda games. Like, sure, oh, it sure. doesn't have dungeons and this and that. But then I really think about how much fun I had on it, how many hours I put into it. And it's amazing. Like, yeah, you man. have yeah. to look at it as if it's not like traditional it's a, Zelda it's game. game. It's, right. like a, it's like a whole new era of Zelda games. And this is the beginning of it. Like, right, exactly. Right. Obviously, the Nintendo Zelda, it might be some's favorites, but it's like, it's not everybody's favorite Zelda game. But that was the first game, and you remember it as being awesome. So I expect yeah. future games to be even greater than this one obviously the next one's going to be uh, even oh, better i'm guessing i, I mean i'll I, see how it can't be i can't wait man i i just think i think you're right i think there's a lot of people who they'll go through the cycle that everyone goes through with zelda games they either play it they love it and then later they crap on it like skyward sword or they play it they hate it and then it grows on them when they kind of explore more and the crazy thing is this game was so different than the previous zelda but it also was so alike to the beginning of zelda because like tim was saying before it took a lot of notes from the original zelda it, it really did so even lot. when we're talking about okay a snowy mountain and we need the fire to burn something or fire arrow to melt something they took that's all the way back for Ocarina oh, yeah. time in 64 like there's an area where you have to bring hot water and it has to stay hot and you have to hurry up and run down the mountain right and melt some ice to free this dude there's still elements of that in breath of the wild yeah there was there were certain places in the game like the ranch that you find and it's like in ruins just brings you back there's a lot of different things throughout that game that just definitely threw in teasers from past games yep uh the ranch is in there yeah the ranch is in ruins and it's like you can just look it up and that's so cool man doesn't it play the music of the ranch really calmly and like slow but it's I the music say yes but i'm Maybe. not sure it sounds like it definitely sounds like something no i think they i had breath of the wild in my list i'm not gonna lie but i pulled it out and i'm so <laughs> happy you included it because i wanted to talk about it so bad What's your number five? All right. So even to this moment, I'm still considering, but it's okay. All right. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I got one side thing with yeah. your name. Every time I say Rudy, you know what I'm thinking about? What? I'm thinking about the Sega Genesis Road Rash. There's this Rudy <laughs> that's always like first or second. Dude, I, I remember that. God, it's so funny that you played that, that game so oh much. <laughs> that Road and Rudy was the, Rudy, Rudy Rudy was was awesome the CPU. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing game Dude, That's number I, one on the list i forgot to tell you I, spoiler alert <laughs> i completely forgot about that holy crap that's so funny that you bring that up i used to love road rash man what a game anyway all right so number five was very very difficult for me i i'm looking at these two games right now i'm still not sure okay it's fine i'm gonna go with it all right <clears throat> number five for me is the witcher 3 which is a safer pick than the other am i allowed to even say what the other one was or you want me not to even say that <laughs> Whatever, go ahead. All right, what, it, where, what did you cut I gotta out? Hear it. So I cut out Doom Eternal, which is my guy. It's one of my all-time favorite games. But anyway, I won't talk about I that. Loved I, I loved it. I love Doom Eternal. The that game, game is so crazy. It's, it's amazing. I could talk about that all day. But anyway, let me focus on Witcher 3. Okay, so Witcher 3, man, this game is something else. I, I never played Witcher 1 or 2. I, download, I bought them all in like a pack. I was like, all right, let me catch up on the series. 
I fired up Witcher 1 on my computer for a little while. I was like, ah, this is kind of rough. I was like, ah, whatever. I don't, do I need to play this? Then I went to Witcher 2. I was like, this feels pretty good. But then I, the more I hear people talking about Witcher 3, how amazing it is. I'm like, let me just go to 3. And I'm so glad I did. Because, well, 150 hours later, I was like, this game is incredible. Like, I don't think I had played a game that mixed, like you play Skyrim or something, right? Which is a huge open world. You can do anything, but it's kind of rough looking. And a lot of the stuff is clearly you know a little jagged the combat isn't that the good combats, I, I hated the combat where obviously witcher actually oh my has god it's good combat well that that's what i'm getting at is i was i was so shocked that not only does this game it looks amazing the voice acting is so well done the story is awesome and then i started doing the combat and it's so in-depth you know you gotta before you get into a fight you gotta apply this oil for this particular um you know, enemy or these ones are uh, ghost type. So you have to use this thing. I just thought that was so cool. The more I played the game, I couldn't stop getting into fights with all these enemies and trying new things out and reading the bestiary and everything. Man, that game was something incredible. And I had never even played the expansions, which everyone says are incredible, like Blood and Wine. And what was the other one? Hearts of Stone, I think it was. I yeah. never got to those, but I already spent over 100 hours plus in the game already. I guess I, I couldn't believe how nice the open world was. It was so well done, and it made Skyrim, in my opinion, look like crap. Like, there wasn't all these glitches and problems. I know when The Witcher first launched, it had its issues, but remember, I played this maybe like five years ago. So did you do what I did? Because I tried Witcher 3 numerous times, but right. I only get like five, ten hours in at the very most. Sure. Probably not even that, probably like seven, but I, I kept falling off. I just was like, not enough i don't know not enough interesting things were happening <laughs> tim you're speaking like, my language right now same i'm trying to listen to rudy talk about it and i'm very <laughs> intrigued and i'm happy that somebody's given such an in-depth like review on it because sure. i'm curious to how you got past that phase but i would say the very beginning of it it's so I, I overwhelming tried four times and i can never get past the beginning it was always just like i don't know what i'm doing this isn't fun it looks pretty <laughs> well it leaves me wondering, do I need to know the prior games or like, no, no, will, no, I, no. like will I grow to the character and attached? And is that like what I need to get past the beginning? You don't need the prior games at all. I felt a little bit similar to what you guys are saying in the beginning, but I had just bought this game. I had just had it hyped up for me. So I was like, I, I got to see this through. So just like you guys said, first hour or two, I'm like, okay, I don't really know what's going on. I don't really know much about this character. He's kind of like a strong silent type doesn't talk much so it's kind of weird right i just started the first area you started is the what is the white orchard i think it's like this sorry sorry one yeah, thing yeah the first hour or two in breath of the wild it was amazing that's, you run okay, up to fair, the hill you see the whole thing that's fair that enough beginning was so strong and then you meet the old man and then <laughs> he ends up being the king and there's all of this like really interesting crazy things happening around <laughs> you the combat like you're rolling a rock down a hill you never knew you could even do that and witcher 3 i'm just like walking around being bored well so, hold on. In, the, in defense in defense of witcher 3 first hour or two you gotta understand this game is a direct continuation i know zelda you can say in quote it is a sequel right but we all know you can play any zelda and not have played the previous yeah it's one. its own yeah. game every single time the story is not the strongest part of zelda unless we're talking about like skyward sword maybe otherwise stories are not great so that's and this is so weird to be talking against breath of the wild because i love that game but 
This game, in my opinion, has it shits all over Zelda's story. It's way, way better. I think we can all agree on that. Zelda's more about the gameplay, obviously. Yeah, but, I'm not really but the, concerned about the story. No, no, I get that. But the first hour or two, it wasn't that I was bored. It's just that I felt a little unfamiliar. I wasn't really sure. How do I fight these enemies? How do I use these weapons? What's going bored on Bored is here? harsh. I don't want to say bored. Yeah, yeah. No, I just definitely didn't wasn't. know what was going on or what I was doing. Right. I would recommend, if you guys ever go to try to give it a, another chance, I would recommend just leaving that first area as soon as you can. Don't get stuck there doing all this stuff like I did. I was just enjoying it, so I stayed. But if you want to really get the story going and get into the combat and all the new abilities, you just progress the story. Just play it through normal. And then if you start wanting to do side stuff, then do side stuff. But I think if you do that and you still don't like it, well, then I can't help you. I think that might help uh, alleviate some things. It's just the side stories in this game too and the way you play through them and the mechanics in the game are better than some main stories uh, in other games, which I thought is crazy. I know sometimes that happens quite often, but in this game, the main storyline is pretty good it's fun but the side stuff is where it's at man that's where you're going to this mountain and into a cave and you're finding this cursed enemy that you kill to get this part to bring to the blacksmith to get this armor it's just like cool stuff like that you know and on top of that like i've mentioned the story was just incredible. i know it has to be good because i'm watching the netflix adaption and yeah. anytime you watch an adaption you know the video game's amazing like it's a oh, masterpiece yeah. if it's earning a video its own show and i know the show's not going to be anywhere near the level of the game because let's be honest it never is of course but the fact that it got its own show and it's so popular now with people who don't even play the games know anything about it they're watching the show and they're addicted i know the game's got to be good if it's getting its own tv show of course they really have to go all in if they're willing to make a show going off of this video game they're saying it's the books but we all know what's going on here yeah I just remember the critical reception of it, of nothing but nines and tens and everyone being, oh my God, this game is like one of the best games I've ever played. Sure. It just never hit with me. And I guess I just got to try again. First of all, where did you play it as well? Pretty far. I got to where, okay, you meet that witch girl and yep. she takes you on this quest to go into this mountain. And there is like these green ghost dudes that you fight. Ah, uh, yeah. And I remember what you're talking about. Okay. Cleared that area, then got to the next city to where um, I finally did meet up with the girl you're looking for. Uh, I forget her name, but the black hair. Oh, Yennefer? That's got to be who you're talking about. There's Yennefer, yeah. Siri, and Triss. I don't know. Siri's the daughter. Siri's right? the daughter. Yep. I remember being on a horse and not being able to go to like, a certain spot. And I was like, ah. <laughs> and it really just like it immediately <laughs> turned me off. It really did. I just remember being on the horse and I'm like, all right, let me go over here. It looks really cool. Oh. Wait. And then oh, I felt man. like I was in Final Fantasy 13 again where I'm on a linear <laughs> path. <laughs> oh, man. I hope eventually you guys will like it because, man, I, that game, to me, I, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop playing it. I was so interested in what was going on. And I, there was nothing that I liked more than, okay, there's this side quest. There's a uh, this griffin that's, you know, in this area. And if you kill it, you can get whatever, you know, whatever it is. And before you approach the griffin, you're reading the beast area. And it's not boring stuff. You're reading up on it. There's all this lore, all this background, how to take down the griffin. Here's this stuff. So you're going, you're finding all your stuff. You're talking to people. And then you go fight this. Like, the battles in that game are so epic. It reminded me, there was one area, and I won't spoil anything, but there's one part reminded me of the second Lord of the Rings movie or something. An epic, huge battle going on with kings and queens and soldiers fighting and stuff it's just awesome man i don't know i loved it but it sounds like i'm the only one so take part in the war well 
Like I, it's all going on around you? Is yeah, there a cut scene? there's a lot of stuff going on around you, and at certain points you get involved, and then there's even side stuff that you don't have to get involved in, but you can, and which, of course, I did. Uh, I'll just say that much, but there's a lot of extra things you can get involved in that there was a storyline that I did with this guy called the Bloody Baron. It's a whole side quest line, you know, five, six, seven different uh, mission story arc. And it's a really, really emotional storyline. And you, as we all know, you're controlling and you're doing all these actions. So it becomes more than just watching a story, you know, which is what we love about video games, obviously. Um, but that storyline to imagine that someone played The Witcher and they didn't play that line and they didn't have to. I just it's just crazy because it's that good. So I don't know. Hopefully you guys can, you know, revisit it another time. What's helping me try to, like, connect to it is I'm thinking on Mass Effect. Because uh-huh. I'm playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition right now. Right. And I cleared through one and I'm like a few hours into two. But I forgot how good they were with the track stories and reading on the lore and all really that. doing that in both Mass Effect and Witcher. So Mass Effect, for example, I meet this Quarian and they're talking this and that. And I don't know what a Quarian is. So I'm, I'm sitting in the Codex. I'm reading yeah, for yeah. freaking 20 minutes about the Quarians and everything they did. And now when I talk to them, now I kind of have some more background. Because there's a ton of games that have lore that you can read. Right. And that's what's going to throw people off because they're just comparing it to the rest the problem sure. is like with mass effect and then i have to i guess attach it to witcher is like mm. when you're actually reading it you care for some reason right they just right. do it so well compared to the rest that's exactly it man and i played it i don't know if this will change anything for some people for me personally i'd never played it on console i played it on pc and i, I didn't play it at launch when i know it had some issues so i played it you know ultra settings you know higher frame rates and everything and i think that helped too because people had some problems with the combat and the way it would move and the way it felt i don't know if that plays into it too because i've heard people complain about the combat on a controller they don't like it so i don't know maybe i set myself up for success i will try it again if you try it again and you get a little ways in, i would love to love this game that's apparently a masterpiece you know like i would love to just be champion that's how i personally feel about it. if i bring jesse on which i was just talking to in the chat <laughs> He, he will be screaming louder than me about this game. <laughs> Tim, you got to think as well, the way you can play games now, like you can play your Xbox on your phone. That's true. I imagine it would that be would very easy. So much. That's a good Because like sitting wow. in the front of the screen, like that was my hardest thing was like staying occupied, sitting in that spot. But if I'm like laying up, you know what? That's probably do. what saved Breath of the Wild for us. We were playing yeah. it portable in our yep. bed till yep. like four in the morning. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. I'll never forget, like, you're going That's to bed, awesome. you just grab the switch off the TV, and then boom, you're laying in bed, able to play another hour and a half. Because I'm yeah, gonna doing that, that with Witcher on, would like, help. Own, doing nothing. Give so it a shot, it, man. It was, Give it a it shot. Good. I promise you, yeah. I'm not steering you towards a bad game. Is it a game that you're going to love? I don't know, but it's definitely not a bad game. That's for sure. So, yeah. Okay, I'm okay. scared by how addicted I'll become, and then <laughs> I'll be in that world for at least three weeks. <laughs> I've always wanted a really good Lord of the Rings game, and there, there was that Third Age game that was kind of good. Yeah, the first-person RPG. Shadow of War is a very good game. But it doesn't feel Lord of the Rings enough. Dude, like many games like Assassin's Creed, it just gets so repetitive. So repetitive like, yep. Yeah, and I'm That's just like... Says. I want to travel the Lord of the Rings world, meeting new characters and getting meeting hobbits, going to their whole little area or going to the elves and actually. Dude, it's what makes Breath of the Wild so unique. And like we spoke earlier, each area feels so different. Playing Shadow of War, I'm like, man, this is literally the exact same place I was just at (laughs) with like some weird skin on it, like a different color and a different orc. Like, ooh, like, no, it's the same thing every section yeah imagine a lord of the rings game where breath of wild you have 
completely different areas with the where you get to meet the king of the entire huge city that you get to roam around in. You know? Yeah, for sure. Glad you brought that up because The Witcher is another game, in my opinion, that the areas feel very distinct. You're traveling. You're not. It's just. It's not like you walk and then all of a sudden you're in the next area. It's like a big thing. You're going from here to here. Now you're on an island. Now you're on a ship. What? It's like very, very different, distinct areas. And then because you're reading the lore like I did, you know that these natives of this area do things a different way. And so you're keeping that in mind as you play through it. It's just really, it's really well done, man. So hopefully we can talk about this uh, six months from now. You guys will be like, oh my God, I love The Witcher. I'm so glad you brought that up. I hope, I wish. Anyway, uh, so Jake, number four. <laughs> you guys are going to think I'm crazy for putting this on my list, but I Uh-oh. do not care. All right. Stardew it. Valley, baby. Oh, Stardew Valley. This okay. game is one of the best farm games, life simulator games I've played in so long. I'll never forget playing the Harvest Moon games on like DS and GBA and GameCube. They just had such a unique feel to them. It was just such a great game. And then you play Stardew Valley. I mean, I've searched forever to find a game like that. But Stardew Valley, I am telling you, you can literally get engulfed for hours and feel like 10 minutes has gone by it is one of the best simulating games just there's so much to it that is so underlying you when you hear it like i'm explaining it you're thinking oh it's just like a farming simulator no it is so in-depth your guy levels up you get different skills there's mines where you can go fight enemies that's like a hundred levels deep there's an endless one that you find like a mine where you're fighting enemies you can get married you're side to the wife that you choose they can or husband they can i didn't know all this wow this Bro, sounds like a different game <laughs> i'm telling you you can <laughs> you can be gay in the game if you want to and marry a guy That's you crazy. can marry a girl your characters do stuff your wife they all do different tasks for you throughout your day so you don't have to worry about it like feed your horses or fix your equipment in the yard like if your fences do they do it on like do you assign them no they do do it automatically they each do their own thing and like one girl will really like animals so they'll yeah so like exactly she'll feed the animals and make sure they're fed every morning which if you play the game and have a big farm when you're in the end game it's gonna take you at least 10 real minutes to do that So you actually getting in a relationship helps you with the game. Yes, exactly. You want to find somebody and it makes the game fun how it progresses when you give your, the villagers gifts and stuff like that. Have you guys played Stardew at all? Like, Played like 10 hours. Yeah, a a little bit, a few hours. I played it. I messed, you know, with the general mechanic. Now, this was a long time ago. I guess I didn't realize that this game is way deeper than just managing your crops. Or is it? I don't know. You tell me. You start off and you're like, I guess your grandpa dies and you find out you inherited his farm. And it starts off like any farming sim or Harvest Moon game or even Rune Factory where you're like, okay, I guess I'm taking over this farm and I'm just going to sell crops and make money. feels like 20% of the game. I mean, the rest of the game you're spent going in the mine you're mining for so much lore it's insane it's like you're playing diablo or something it's like animal crossing very much so because you can collect like different types of ores you can turn them into the museum there's hidden books you find out the villagers are like having affairs on their significant others there's one time where you find the mayor's underwear and this girl's refrigerator wait what (laughs) (laughs) what wait you find the mayor's underwear in one of the characters refrigerators and it's like one of those zelda type things where you're just in a room and you'll feel like that 
refrigerator is interactive and you talk to it and you find this underwear which funny thing you end up using that as blackmail against the mayor later on in the game because you okay, found wait. yes you find his underwear in this girl's thing and it's it's such an in-depth game and so I will, there is like deep story stuff like that yeah there's like different things that you find out about the villagers and it's there's a lot to it i mean one of the girls that her mom's an alcoholic and you basically I didn't know this game, know this game was so dark. You have no idea. Her mom's an alcoholic. An underwear in a fridge. Your mom's alcoholic. She's super mean to her daughter. And the daughter's one of the girls you can marry, but it's like, ah, oh, she has parent issues. I don't feel like dealing with that. So I obviously picked like the one who's rich and is like the stuck up the stereotypical like, stuck up girl. I mean, we all have an idea of what she looks like in our head. Anyways, there's this like there's I mean, she this, has blonde hair. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. It's bleach blonde <laughs> hair. She's super stuck up, wears a pink dress. It's pretty funny. One of the characters, the mom's an alcoholic. She's super mean to the daughter. Later on in the game, when you basically beat it, you're so rich, you buy them a house. Okay. And it's better than your house, which is upsetting, but okay. Like you can't even get a house that nice. But yeah, I mean, it's, there's so much more to it than just like the farming sim. If you haven't can you decorate your house? Oh, yeah. You can decorate it. You upgrade it. It's so good. I'm telling you. It is one the of game, the best games. Does the game ever feel like, you know, you've been playing it for, you know, six months straight? Does it get to a point where you feel it's getting repetitive or redundant? And even even six months is way more than you would get out of a lot of games, to be fair. I put about 120 hours in that game. Wow. And I believe I got to year five. I had already beaten the game. I had gotten everything in the museum. I had done pretty much everything that you would feel like you can do then they added co-op because i played it on switch okay i didn't play it when it first came out i got it on switch then once i had finished the game they added co-op you can play with up to four other people and run a farm with four other people everyone has their own little cottage on the land so it's a cool co-op game now they're adding more story to it they're adding so much stuff to it and i haven't played this game in forever i'm what i'm doing is is i'm giving it time to get all this dlc out and then I'm going to replay the game with all this extra DLC, and it'll feel like a whole new game. Um, okay. Chucklefish is who makes the game, and you guys will probably be interested in this as is myself. I know Chucklefish. They have a lot of good stuff. In development there. right now, they have a game that's very similar to Stardew Valley, but it is like a Harry Potter game where you go to wizard school. Oh, I heard so, about this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, yeah. That yep. did look really cool. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. It's little uh, witch, witch girl. Starbound. Yep. Uh, Wait, sw- no, Witchbrook. I see it right here. Starbound was Cuttlefish, though. Well. Yeah, 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 it's going to be very exciting. And I-, I highly recommend if you haven't played Stardew, give it another chance. It's okay. definitely worth playing through when you start to realize how in depth it is. I mean, you can type in Stardew Wiki, and there's an entire wiki, not like Wikipedia. Wow. It's like its own thing. Right, right. And you will see how in depth this game is. I'm. St- I'm telling you, it is so much more than meets the yeah, well, eye. Well, you piqued, piqued my interest, so you play Witcher, I'll play Stardew. <laughs> sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> my number four is this is kind of weird, but I, I okay. So before I even say, I, I'm given a preemptive because I was really thinking about okay, what game did I play the most out of last gen over anything else? What did I always go <laughs> All back of to us always it? have this pre-introduction to our game. <laughs> we need validation before we can play it. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV. Like, okay. I didn't even think about it when I'm making my top five until I really started to think like, okay, what do I keep? Like, I loaded up yesterday. This is the online only one, right? 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. But man, I've been playing that since. So what's weird is it technically came out like six months before the PS4 came out. So it was like PS3. I wasn't even playing it till it was on current gen and all of that. And these expansions. So it's not like other games to where like, oh, there's an expansion. So it just adds extra stuff or whatever. It feels like DLC. These are like chapters to the game. The first being like, oh, well, first being the original, then then it failed majorly. A Realm Reborn came out, and that's when I jumped on board. And I played since beta of that. And then I dropped off. I played the beta for like a week, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then much later, it being on the uh, systems that were out last gen, picked it up again. And I've had to have put in hundreds. You can pull up a little clock. And I did like a year or two ago. And it said I played 500 hours. And at this point, I want to say I'm like 600 now. You don't even have to play that much. I just was doing all the extra stuff. So when you're talking about like Stardew, I could go spend 50 hours farming or I could spend 50 hours level up my fishing or level up my mining or level up all these separate job things that I could do to sort of pass the time but I'm really working it towards other things so like you know you could be a blacksmith and go down that rabbit hole that way you could make gear yourself and that way you're not having to really find the gear maybe you're just needing to find materials so you can make the gear you know instead of gotcha. having to like hope that you get the special gear in the dungeon that's where you're dumping so many hours just doing all of this like because it's the perfect oh i'm gonna listen to a podcast or watch a tv show and i'm that. just going to work on something basic while it's going on you know so many hours of me playing Fantasy 14 i'm not even really looking at the screen i'm like watching a show <laughs> and i'm just tapping x on me mining or something you know what i mean but what makes it like my number four and why it's so important is like not just the time that i spent in doing dumb stuff it's the story is top tier Final Fantasy stuff. I mean, you could see it all over the internet if you just Google, like, people agree with me. This is some of the best stories ever told in Final Fantasy history. And the fact that it's also included into this game that's so massive that you can do all these extra side things, but then still get a story. And it's fully voice acted. It's not like you're just reading paragraphs. I don't know if you ever played any MMORPGs. But, you know, you're talking to a character and you're just reading walls of text just so you can go and kill three bears and bring back their skin or something like that. It's not like that. It's actually characters that you meet along the way and really caring what's going to happen next. And you going into these crazy cities with, and, and having dragons destroyed and all this. The story is really, really, really good. And there's a lot of yeah, like... I'm glad to hear that. That's what I was going to ask you. Kingdom, there's like kingdoms with betrayals and it feels mm -hmm. like you're playing like, let's say like Final Fantasy 6. It feels a lot like Final Fantasy 6 and it's like Empire game. stuff. Okay. Obviously this is like current graphics and there's very serious evil people in the background and then you end up finding out that some people aren't even evil and they're really nice and vice versa and you're always like, there's so many twists and turns in the story and you really get attached i got really attached to this lady character and i don't want to spoil anything because you ever play it i was you know thinking she was good this whole time and she ends up being one of the most evil like that's literally slaughtered entire races 
uh, in the background and no one even know. And it, it feels like some epic Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings crap of all of these things happening with different kingdoms. And they're all there's like technically a big war happening with most of the nations, but it's so complex and no one's really in the right or wrong because there's so much that involves with each little section of why they're doing it. And you can kind of see their point in some areas, but then there's some that's called the empire. That's just actually hundred percent straight evil and they don't give up at all. But then there's people that basically live in these nations that are good. So think about like China, right? China's government's horrible, but then obviously there's good people that are a part of the nation. So you can't just completely wipe the whole thing out because they they have these conversations in the game to where like we don't know what to do because they couldn't be any more of a problem. But there's too many people that live on these lands and we can't just destroy the whole thing. It is so complex of a story and they just keep like adding chapters and adding chapters. And now we're about to get this new chapter. Oh, they also add like famous Final Fantasy characters as like special bosses. So like, uh, OK, you can fight like Kafka from Final Fantasy six. Oh, my God. That, that's awesome. And like a special dungeon <laughs> or whatever. And he's actually like one of the hardest ones too. like it took me ages to beat him. But you get to fight like tie in. You get to fight all these big summons. It's all Final Fantasy stuff through and through. Uh, you can get like clouds outfit and sword if you wanted to stuff like that. So that's awesome. I'm playing as a character of like, if you ever play Final Fantasy 12, those bunny girls, the long ears. Oh, <laughs> what you talking about? Uh, they actually added that race like a year or two ago. Oh, okay. Um, I've been playing as that. But what's really cool, one of the best things is you can switch any job or any class. So you don't have to make a new character. Any other RPG, like if you want to be somebody different, you have to make a whole new character just to be like a dragoon person or to be like an archer or whatever. Well, in this game, you just swap your weapon. It has like a 20 second cooldown, then you're allowed to use it. So that way it's not like broken and you can't just, well, if you go into a dungeon, you have to stay locked into that class, but outside of it, anywhere else, you switch your weapon, you switch your class. This game sounds sounds pretty cool. I mean, I've heard so much about it. And the, some of the things you mentioned do really make me think of uh, Final Fantasy VI, which is like one of my favorites ever. So that already piqued my interest a little bit. There. They they literally have that music where so you get one of the mounts with the big mechs and it oh, does yeah. the music in the very beginning where they're all walking in the oh, mechs in the snow. That's, that's awesome. It's so cool. I heard a friend talking about <laughs> this game who plays it all the time and he's mentioning Magitek and stuff. I'm like, Magitek? What? And he's a yeah, guy yeah. who... And Magitek is a huge part in Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, it's probably the most prominent like story background that keeps continuing. Oh, that okay. I'm gonna have to definitely try. And this it's the effect. it's not like they just named it that. It actually is that. I had so, no like, idea that it had such an end up story behind it. Yeah, yeah. That's and cool. it only gets more and more epic as because he keeps getting better as the new expansions come. And every time, like the current one right now, Shadowbringers. And that's the best rated one out of all of them. And it's not because it's just added content. It's the story of Shadow. Okay, now it's the story of Shadowbringers. And you go through the whole campaign of it. And it's about 40, 50 hours long. And it's just this whole full RPG of that new story that they brought up. But as he keeps making new stories, you know, it's almost like Fantasy 14, you could say, 14-1, 14-2, 14-3, 14-4 is what they feel like because they're completely separate games and whole new areas that you can travel to and you get a whole new added story to the game with each expansion. That's awesome, man. The game is only getting bigger and bigger, I see clearly. They're running out of yes. digital copies. 
the other day there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was this the the most popular WoW player of all time. Blizzard's doing all of this crazy, stupid stuff. They've been complaining for like the last two or three years, and Activision couldn't be any worse right now as well. So they did something that pissed him off. I can't remember what it was. And he keeps hearing about Final Fantasy 14. So he started playing it. And then about two or three days later, he just straight declared like, yeah, this game is way better than World of Warcraft. He moved over actual millions of players over to where they ran out of digital copies to sell for the game. Like they had to, they had to work Ridiculous, on generating man. whole new codes. Can you imagine that? <laughs> the game got that big because everyone, like, he wasn't any more popular. And World of Warcraft is huge. I mean, you still have like 20, 30 million people sub to that. And so, it, can you imagine? There's probably like half of that entire sub base just moving over to Final oh, Fantasy. What a huge hit that must have been. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many interviews on it from the main guy and he the main dude. That's who's working on Final Fantasy 16 because Square likes him so much because he basically <laughs> saved the game. The CEO has a stockholder meeting like in two weeks after that yeah. initial break. He's like, I'm so screwed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because nothing could take World of Warcraft down. And well, now right. the tides have finally shifted. Yeah, they've I mean, dropped, it only took like 20 years. They've but. dropped players quite a bit. I mean, they're still huge, obviously, but they've definitely dropped. So Because, I mean, World of Warcraft, like the story is just something to get you from point A to point B. This game, you actually feel like you're just playing a real Final Fantasy game and it just happens to be online. I'm glad like, to hear that. that really is how it feels. I'm glad to hear that because Final Fantasy is clearly, you know, very uh, well known for their story. So that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. All right. Good pick. All right. Am I up next? I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my next game is Hollow Knight, which, in my opinion, is one of the not only one of the best games of the generation, but one of the all time greats. God, I have so many good things to say about this game. Right. So let's start with the fact that these days there's so many games that come out that are like Metroidvania games, you know, get to this area. You can't progress until you get this ability and now come back. So I feel that Hollow Knight does this perfectly, like expertly, better than almost every game I've played. The art style, in my opinion, is really charming and really you guys have seen what it looks like right hollow knight yeah, yeah i've played yeah. it oh my god it looks beautiful the system with the maps i'm playing you know games these days that are similar type of games you know a metroidvania game and the maps are pretty simple which is fine but hollow knight's map is extremely complex but it's so rewarding when you're unlocking it and they don't do the normal um castlevania thing where you reach this room and all of a sudden now the area is on your map no it's a, it's a little different it's like not only do you have to approach this new area you have no idea what it's about it's like a scary approach you know and then you have to find the cartographer and once you get the map from him and you rest at a bench now the area it will show up on your map i just thought that was such a cool nice touch like one of many awesome things that I feel this game does. There's so much rich lore in the game too, that if you take the time, just like we mentioned with Mass Effect and Witcher, you take the time to read some of these things, explore a little bit, you start to piece together this, it's on, on the surface, it's like ridiculous, the story about all these insects <laughs> and the fallen kingdom, but you start to explore all these things, you start to learn about the bosses and what, you know, why they're fighting you. It's not like every boss is this evil villain. Every boss has some reason they're doing something in pursuit of something else, right? So you start to explore this stuff. And not only do you have a game that has solid gameplay, but it also has a really great story. Um, I just, I could go on for this game forever, man. I just, I have only great things to say about it. I'm a huge Souls game fan too. And this game incorporates some of what they do and mixes in their own. You know, you have the, you die here, you got to start back at this area, work your way over there again. Um, really tough bosses. And these guys who made Hollow Knight, 
they're so generous. We, we got like four expansions for free. The game was what, like 25 bucks at launch? It just gets better and better. And then finally announced the sequel that was supposed to be another free expansion. Best kind of developers given all the free DLC. Oh I love that's I, how it is with Stardew, man. Like yep. those small little town developers, man, they put together so much good stuff and it's for oh, free. Yeah. Cause they have to make a name for themselves. Because they right. care and they want to, yeah, they want to prove themselves because right. they don't have anything prior to that. Right. And they need to be like, we need people to believe in us, so they have to try extra hard. And like, this is what you could stuff. be paying for rather than right, right. big franchises that make Make you pay and then you get like a three out of ten dlc where you're just sitting there left like what is that yeah and i feel that they fireman's re- dlc was apparently weak right it, it was yeah, very weak. yeah it, it was, was it, it was felt really very weak. short and i was like is this just like i never played it and that i did so, in the game that took 20 minutes so compare that compare those you have spider-man who's made by insomniac studios this huge you know what hundreds of people probably making it. and then you got team cherry it's like a few guys working their ass off they really believe in this game they really care about i mean there's like blogs you can those are the games that come by from the heart right there oh yeah yeah group like you know they're all on board with that they don't have to go to like the board of directors and pitch them this idea and then hope that he agrees yeah i don't think people will like (laughs) that they sign a bunch of people to like do certain parts of the game like they're doing all of it Dude, it's yeah, those true. mechanics aren't really that popular. I don't think you <laughs> well, do that. that's that's what I love about it. These guys, these guys put the game out. It was pretty popular on Steam for a while, and then it came to Switch, and it really blew up, and it started taking off and gaining more popularity. And then these guys are doing quality of life updates, but then they're also doing expansions. And, uh, and I'm the, playing it right now because oh of Game God, Pass. It's, it's so, so I'm it's, like. 10 hours in right now if oh, it wouldn't man. appear on game pass i wouldn't have ever tried it because so again like, i don't have to technically buy it right, right. <laughs> and then i'm just like actually and i'm man the environments talk about the environments change oh my god yeah very it, drastically and it's really pretty it sure is yeah and it's another game again where where nothing feels the same you have the oh sorry one more thing that's 120 frames a second and oh my there's god, about 100 games that are in that category and then that was one of the other reasons why i was like well i'm purposely looking for 120 frame games and that ended up being one of them and that was another reason why so jelly i want to try it it is so smooth it is so it feels so good I feel like the action is taking place almost before I hit the button. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. No, it I, like I want to try that so badly. That sounds amazing. I can only imagine. I get exactly what you're saying. I played the game when it first dropped, so I was playing at 60, but I, I would love to revisit and play at 120 because I can imagine it. The game is so... You have a little nail. That's your main weapon. You have charms that you equip that do different things. Right. These are the mechanics are somewhat simple. And then you can hold the button to use soul to recharge your energy. But you mix those three things together and then you put all the nuance in and the way they design the bosses and the way they design the enemy. And now all of a sudden you have this really complex, really big game. And when you're fighting bosses, I mean, the movement is real fast, but it's very deliberate. So I could see how uh, a frame rate boost could do huge things for that game. Man, it's it's one of my all time favorites. And, and like I was saying before, they took an expansion that was supposed to come out and they were like, you know what? This expansion is getting so big and people really want more. And we're just going to make this into a whole new game. So now they announced a new game a few years ago and everyone's been waiting. We're just waiting for one day. Please just tell us. Please tell us this game is coming out. There was that Nintendo Indie Showcase, and a lot of people were expecting yeah, them to show that. Yeah, yep. Every time. 
the comments were just full of people being like, "Where's <laughs> what was it called? Silk Song? Silk Song, or? yeah. Hollow Knight Silk Song is going to be a sequel. That's all I saw in the comments, dude. And uh, that's cool man. though. Like everyone's wanting a game that bad. I can't wait. I'm I'm super excited. The game they've shown some footage of the new game, and they took a pretty prominent uh, character in part one, and that is now the main character of the new one. They don't just reskin it, and here's the new character. They play the same way as the original Hollow Knight, which was the main character in the first one. No, this is like. They play completely different. They play like they did when you fought them in the game because you fight them at some point in the game. You know, Shovel Knight, whenever you play the yeah. other characters, yep. they play completely different. Way different. So I'm imagining it being like that. It's kind of like that, but the level of quality to this game. I, no, Hollow Knight's I can't, a lot better can't believe. than Shovel Knight. Oh, really yeah. Is. I think it's leaps and bounds better. I mean, this game to me, again, is, is one of the all-time greats. It takes all those genres, it blends them together, and it does it almost better than a lot of them even the um like the punishing mechanic of okay you die and you start back here and you lose your stuff but i don't know man it just doesn't it doesn't feel oh, let's just say in case people don't even know it's right. a metroidvania by the yeah way. yep definitely metroidvania i'd say mixed with like some of the soul stuff going on in there but the way you play it it feels like just a really precise sort of like combat you know on a 2d plane like that so can't recommend this game enough i think everyone should play this game and if you really get into it, start digging into the lore and watching videos and stuff. And the last thing I'll say about this game before we move on is they've tackled so many different game modes in this game. They just keep building on it. First, you had your your general Metroidvania. You know, I spent a ton of hours in this game. But if you're playing through, you're not doing... Wait, so it changes? Because I'm only like 10 hours in. Yeah, so, what, do you, what do you mean? So what I mean by that is not necessarily that the game, the core game itself changes. The core game is... A metroidvania you play through you beat bosses whatever right uh there's other modes that they've since introduced like there's a a boss rush mode but these guys can't just do everything like everyone else does it it's not just to go fight these bosses and go get as far as you can they really changed it up it's like you have these gauntlets each gauntlet has a certain number of enemies in it and they're very deliberate the way they pick these you know they have to this one is a little tougher in this aspect so let's balance it out with this like they, you can tell they put a lot of thought into this but then on top of that there's four little modifiers that you get put on and so one of the modifiers for example is um you know a big thing in the game is healing obviously right you you have it takes a second you sit you hold a button or whatever and you recharge and you you get a little bit of health back and if you turn on this modifier you can do that but it takes double the amount of time so that's one or your your nail your main weapon does a quarter of the damage it normally does so you can turn these modifiers on think like halo with skulls or something maybe you know you could turn yeah. these modifiers on and it's not just bragging rights there's things you get for it so if you do all four modifiers on gauntlet one then when you get to gauntlet two you have like this meter somewhat filled up if you fill the meter all the way up now when you do the final gauntlet which is ridiculous it's like 100 bosses in a row you have these rooms that have opened and now you get health back when you drop into these rooms or you get a boost or whatever it's just like crazy how again all free this huge mode they added to um include this stuff and when you i can't beat all of that i'm pretty good at the game but the final gauntlet is something ridiculous like i said like 70 80 bosses in a row with minimal breaks in between and again all added for free it's just it reminds me of you know smash bros melee where you have <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, what, what was the mode it? Uh, all-star all-star all -star. Yep. yeah that is actually a good comparison that's not the only thing too they added first of all like i said they added quality of life expansions where it's like we fix these behaviors these issues whatever whatever but then they came out with like this one called the grim troop this group has descended upon the city that you're in and they're in this one remote area and you have to try to get in there and see what's going on and there's this boss and then his cronies are there and then there's a story and it's a whole side thing. And they just add it in for free. Again, it's just it's just an unbelievable game, man. Definitely play, keep playing that game. 
because yeah, I'm in the very beginnings and I love it a lot. I need to play this game is what I'm it's, finding it's out an, right it's now. It's amazing, man. And and if you can, me personally, if I was to play the game again, I'm gonna play it on PC now that I know it and I want to experience it the best I can. But if you're someone who maybe you you haven't played it, you want to got like a 144 hertz monitor and all that oh right? yeah yeah i have all that stuff so now to play especially when you told me it's 120 now i didn't even realize that um so that's gonna make me want to dive back in but i played it on switch originally and it was such a great experience because it's a perfect game for switch it's like you sit down you know you traverse this new area a little bit maybe try the boss once and just put your switch in sleep mode and keep it moving you know um yeah, yeah. so i think that's a great spot or even on your phone or whatever it is you know some sort of portable aspect of it I well think. yeah it works for me a lot with xbox because it has because xbox has quick resume yep, so i'll yep. be playing a game switch to hollow knight play for like an hour or two and then switch back to whatever game and it'll just stay where it's at you know what i mean and then i'll pull it on my phone in bed and then keep playing again right, so right. The, the fact that it adds that it's almost like I'm pretty much playing Switch. Live. I would just recommend if either of you guys, I know Tim, you're already playing it, and Jake, if you get into it, I would just recommend that you play the game and you try your best to go in blind. Now the game can get difficult at times. So yeah, you get stuck, look it up, but don't start looking up everything as you go. Cause there's so many great surprises and so many things that you stumble upon that are like, it wouldn't be the same. If That's you, such a good so. point because yeah. when I first started, I wanted to look up because I got, I would get lost and I'd be right, like, where do right. I go? And I'd want to look it up. And I was, and I was looking up and all that. But then I started to realize like, let me just try to find. And then I go to some completely other area. <laughs> I didn't even feel like I was supposed to go to right. and end up finding a whole bunch of new cool stuff. So and cool, I was like, man, man I'm actually glad glad i went to this new area i wouldn't have even been if i wouldn't have gotten lost the game and it almost rewards you for getting lost. right that's what they want they want you to go i mean look at the map system you know uh, you get to this there's an area that's if you're starting at the you know when you start the game you're more towards the top of the map there's an area yeah. that you will eventually get to that's way down it's like dirty it's dark it's like these creatures are scurrying behind you it's purposely you know setting like this horror stage and when i first got there i wanted to do the same thing i don't know what to do i keep losing i keep dying i want to look this up but i didn't and i kept going and then you know all of a sudden you finally find this the map guy the cartographer and he's like oh here you go here's the map it only costs you this much and then all of a sudden now you have the whole map explored it just felt so great man you got to keep me updated on how it goes as you play that game because i love that game so much man it's a three yeah number three i'm 100% certain you both have played this but ghost of tashima Oh yeah, yeah, we all play it. It's amazing, masterpiece. I'm about it deserves on this list. I am so. I'm not. I haven't even completed the game yet, and it's on my list. The PS5 version coming out next or this month. Yeah, jump Um, on that. I'm a hundred percent getting a day one because I've been holding off on playing it until this update came out. Oh, because I got so far in it, and I'm like, man, this. it, It was already breathtaking. I mean, it's honestly. It really is. It's right. It's one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. Yeah, that's where I get. It's right there with Breath of the Wild, and one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. Like, oh yeah, the colors, just the atmosphere. It just feels so like back in the day. I don't know how to describe it. Like it's just, <laughs> it's so peaceful and calming, and it's just, it's such a unique game. You know what it's, it reminds me of a lot? It's kind of weird, but Wind Waker. Yeah, yeah, very good comparison. Very good comparison. It's just everything about the game: the skill tree, the action, the fighting, the the acting, the everything about it so far has just been completely breath taking and something I've never experienced before in a game. There's so much to it. It's what I wanted Assassin's Creed to be before it got repetitive, but this doesn't yeah. feel repetitive because everything that you're doing has got like different meaning and it's its own thing. And 
It's just such a more in-depth fighting game than people give it credit for. I mean, you have to be able to change between who you're going against, whether they have a shield, a spear, a sword. If they're a big guy, I mean, you have to navigate between four separate classes all while fighting. It's just such an in-depth game that I don't feel like it's enough credit. The games, let's just talk about the stances, right? With the different, like, okay, I got to shoot. Exactly. It's is so cool. Yep. The water stance. Awesome, like, you dude. have to switch stances depending yeah. on the fighting. Well, and you have to be able to do it on the fly. I mean, you're in a big battle and there's tons of different enemies. If you can almost purposely pick the wrong stance and it can kind of work <laughs> in your favor. Yeah, have you ever can, noticed that? It can sometimes, but it, you know, I know that you guys are still playing. I beat the game and not only did I beat it, I don't even go for platinums. I have two platinums ever, Bloodborne and this game, because I couldn't stop playing it. It, it was just We gotta did, play I, the legends mode together. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, yeah, me and Jake been playing it, and it would be amazing if all three of us could play. I'll yes. jump into it with you guys, but I hundred percent one thing that uh, I know people talk about this, but I'll bring it up anyway is the way that the game made you want to get collectibles without being so blatant about it, and it's just kind of you're just exploring. Dude, yes, you see a little fox, and you go and follow the fox, or you see a bird, and you go yes. and follow the bird. Right. Petting the fox so at cool. the end is so rewarding. So, even so well done. Every time. The wind, you know, howling, and you follow the wind. It's just... It, it, when, just you, when you're near a scroll and your controller has a heartbeat, I am oh, just yeah. like, I will find this. Like, I'm, the moment it sinks with my heartbeat, I'm like, where's this at? <laughs> like, it's and not to mention, like we just mentioned playing together, it has an online mode that they're adding a 2v2 PvP mode to play. You oh, know wow. how hype that's going to be? It's like just, it has its own online story mode. It has the online raids. Now it's going to have a PvP mode. Like you play the single player awesome, and it takes your breath away. And now they're adding multiplayer to it. It's just like its own extra thing that's just amazing. I mean, people play GTA. They have GTA Online, and it's like its own thing. That's how that feels in terms of, like, hype. And just, I feel like it's nobody really plays the online because it wasn't something that was with the game when it launched. But if you're still playing the game or you're coming onto it late, it's going to be extremely fun to play that game I can't online. believe they gave it away for free. That just blows my mind. It's another, like, the Hollow Knight thing we were talking about. Like, these guys put out this big multiplayer mode that people really enjoyed, and they could have charged for it. They could have charged even 10 bucks for it if they wanted. I would, no. Everyone I know would have paid, too. I don't know anyone who would oh, not yeah. have paid for that online yeah. mode. The fact that it's free is just icing on the cake with the cherry on top. Awesome I mean, game, the best thing about the game is, okay, you're walking in a field of flowers, right? And then the wind blows. And just the way that looks, because it's such a like a bright purple, for oh, example, yeah. or something. And like we were talking Breath of the Wild, whenever you're like changing environments, it feels the exact same. Yeah. When yeah, you go from being in a forest to an open like pasture of flowers to being on a beach side... It just feels like you're in a huge open world. And like some section you have the sunflowers and then the lilies. And it's just like each one looks so uniquely different and like a whole different. Your TV is experiencing every type of color built into it when you play this game. And it's almost like Zelda when you find the shrines, you know, you find the shrines in these things oh, yeah. where it's like those challenge shrines yep. and yep. Then you get like some cool equipment at the end or a charm. And you guys get further because I, like I said, I beat the game. You're going to see, uh, Jake, I don't know how far you are, but when you start to meet some of these characters and you start to, I would highly recommend, this is not a, you know, most people say in, in games like this, you know, do this main storyline, do some side stuff. I think you need to do every single side uh, mission in this game because they're all I so do, worth it. That's probably my, I feel like that's my downfall, but I love 
love it oh so much. God. I don't They're even so, care. I so have well to do every side mission before I progress. If yep. there's the side mission, screw the main mission. I'm going to be so overpowered <laughs> by the time I get to it. It's not going to matter. The side missions are what make these games for me because there's so much to learn other than the main mission. You know, so many people probably just play the main missions and a few side quests here and there just to get through the game. Well, when you're playing a main mission, it'll reference a character you wouldn't have known if you wouldn't have done the Exactly, and you really feel like you get your money's worth when you do that. I mean, I'm taking this game from potentially being a 30 to 40 hour game, turning it into a 90 to 100 hour game. I mean, I'm getting 60 more hours of entertainment by doing missions that are of quality to the main missions. I mean, I have yet to play a side mission where I was like, well, that was kind of pointless. I thought, man, that was rewarding. Like, thank you. Now I can level up. I'm closer to getting my next skill. Like, I'm never thinking that. Hey, Jake, did you ever play the little side mission with the guy who has the daughter? You find, like, the doll or whatever and then end up finding her, like, dead? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, dude, there's so many heartbreaking scenes that yeah, have sure in that are, game. Man. Like, there's one mission where you find you have to tell this dude who ran off from his wife who got, like, kidnapped from the dude, probably <laughs> raped, and you have to go, like, find him and be like, she didn't make it. And he literally just feels like such a sissy bitch for the I rest of his one. life. Just yep. remember that. Like, he ran from her rather than saving her or even attempting. Like, if someone came Dang. to my girl, I'm I'm dying. It is what it yeah. is. Like, I'm going to do everything I can Yo, to prevent that. That game and, is so emotional, man. There's yeah, so much dude, with that going on. It's such an adult game that, like, whenever I first got it, I remember Tim telling me, it's like an adult Breath of the Wild, and that's exactly yeah. how it feels. It's that's like a good way. It's a good, mature game, just the version of it, open world, everything about it, I can compare to Breath of the Wild. If there's one side mission that you're, you know, you get to the end, maybe you're getting a little burnt out, and if there's one you have to do, do the one for the older lady, the lady who used to take care of you. I forgot her name. She's an older woman. She grew up with you. She used to watch you when you were a kid or something. I don't remember her name, but you'll know who I'm talking about when you see her. She's got a short story arc, but man, if it's not- I know who you're talking about. Oh, it's amazing stuff, man. You got to play that one through, but yeah, great game. We'll talk about that more. I'm sure when the DLC drops, they're adding an, uh, an island, right? So I'll jump back in. For yep, sure. it's going to have like its own new section. So uh, I'm assuming once we're, we're all going to be in that and then we need to do online. And real quick before we go to the next game with Tim, that is probably one of my favorite things is the online side of the game has nothing to do with story. You can play the game for an hour and then switched online and it's a completely different thing it's its own game you're not going to get spoiled by anything that happens it's like well see that's the thing though we don't so whenever it first launched it actually said it gave me a warning saying hey you should probably clear the game before you play this but we played maybe five hours of it and we saw nothing relating to the story yeah i'm guessing at the end maybe it connects the two yeah i mean maybe it's a chance that that happens but even not even like doing the story on my missions like you can do the raids and that it's just so hype going from one section of the map to the other fighting waves of enemies everyone has their own like skill trees and it's just it's such a good game but wait till you guys get to to the end man please revisit this when you get to the end we have to talk about it because yeah yeah i'd say if you can try to take Try to take some time when you're getting towards the end. Maybe you're, it'll you'll, it'll be clear when you're getting to the end. Sit down and do that whole last area. Just sit down and play the last two or three hours. It's so worth it. It's like an awesome movie that wraps up. Oh, in Legends, the online mode, actually, like, you pick different classes for your characters. And they actually give you stuff that the main game doesn't have. 
so it is original things inside of legends yep yep that's true because i've played it a little bit and it definitely has its own thing going on but man wait oh god i can't wait to talk to you guys about the ending when you get there so tim all right what where am i at oh god three (laughs) death stranding (laughs) brave choice putting that at three Okay. <laughs> I uh, realistically, like I was debating one or two. I have yet game. to play this game and I've heard such it, when it first came out, I feel like <laughs> there was such a backlash. And then after that initial backlash, all I've heard is nonstop good things about how great this game is. I had. loved it too, man. It was an awesome game. Bro, at the end, I promise you you will cry like a baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> I need to I need to play through this. I've heard too many good things. I got to finish Ghost, and then I'm on to this game. So I need to know why it's so great. Please tell me. Take it away. <laughs> I mean, first of all, why I got the hate in the beginning, even I was given in hate. I mean, it is the, the weirdest. W- you're like, this is the dumbest thing ever. You're, you're, all you are is this like UPS guy just carrying packages on your back, walking from one location <laughs> to another. Why the hell would I like this? <laughs> so hard when you say it out loud. Like I know, I know how great this game is, but when you That's say it out loud to someone, it sounds so I heard. <laughs> that is what I heard. It's like it feels like you're the post office, and that's the whole game. That's what I was hearing. Is that true? But no, there's a bunch of hidden layers that you end up finding out as you keep going. And it involves to something way grander. That's just like the beginning. And it almost kind of throws you off because you think that's how it's going to like continue. But it doesn't. Now, you are technically bringing packages like throughout the game. Uh, You work for this company and you are delivering packages to to people who can't. Basically, the world's in this state to where the very moment it rains, it's called like time fall, I think is what they use, to where if you get hit by the rain, it ages you dramatically. A few drops will hit on you. Now you're going to have like drops of age on your arm or something like that. So, and it happens every like few hours. And there's a bunch of other stuff that I don't even want to get into on why the world is just a huge mess. So people are literally just stuck up in bunkers and they can't really like go and get anything that they need to stay alive. So you're having to bring it to them. You're having all of this equipment, all these items you have to make sure that you yourself can sustain the outside. The outside is just this super grim dark world going on with so many obstacles and so many crazy enemies and villains and people just trying to shut anybody down that's out on the outside you do end up getting weapons there's a lot of metal gear as to it to where like you'll see a base and you need to like sneak and get an item outside of the base but if you were to get detected it's really really hard i mean you can do it but it's really hard to like wipe the whole base out i mean yeah. It's way harder than like you play Metal Gear and trying to wipe a whole base out, which is already way hard on its own. And you're not even meant to do that. This is like a whole nother level of you really don't have much at your disposal to get rid of people. And you really have to, uh, I don't know, tread really carefully. But at the same time, you have these packages that are super important. And as you're traversing the land, you could trip over the most basic of rock you damage the package and now it's like <laughs> oh, 70% of 100%. I know, right? <laughs> and then you're just like so debating like, oh, should I just restart? Because you don't want to like <laughs> deliver it in bad shape. 
I'm it, just it's, like, trying to this imagine this game and it's no, just hearing this description. Wait, and I'm like, what? But you're a lot of packages. You come across this right now. little village of people. So you, you almost like want to put the packages down, go inside of you're there. You're talking packages. Hold on, Tim. Let me, th- let me throw some more weirdness at him. All right, hold on. So to go off what Tim was saying, not only would you have this happen, you're walking. Imagine that. Uh, uh, you know, think like someone wearing a backpack, what that looks like, okay? Now imagine 10 feet higher on your backpack, straight up, you know, you're walking as you bend down this huge, long um, string of crates is just bending forward with you or bending backwards, okay? So you're walking down this hill, you stumble, you trip, all your packages fall all over the place, you're hurt, but you're picking your like seven boxes <laughs> all Wait, scattered across the mountainside. <laughs> it gets weirder though, right? Okay, so I fall, I'm like, damn, I just fell. All right, I pick, I, I go to all my packages individually. I'm looking at them. I'm seeing their damage. Okay, so I pull out my spray. I start spraying on my packages to repair them, to get them back to a nice space. Then after I put them all back on my back, I rearrange them. And then uh, I walk a little further and I go to my time fall shelter, okay, where I rest and my stuff gets nice back to normal. I take a little nap. And like, this game is so weird, man. I, I, I don't even know what to say about it, but it's awesome. This is your number three game, Tim. <laughs> 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 but the, the, the amazing thing this game did that i think besides i mean it's kojima this guy always does weird stuff but one thing this game did that i thought was incredible that if you played it today you would benefit even more from it than probably tim or i did is the game as you played more and more and more people around the world played it you started getting community belt things yes right so people would have oh my god you're at the bottom of this hill you can't get up you don't have a ladder. Someone might have left the ladder there for you. Okay, here's a ladder. Or you're heavily damaged. Someone might have left a shelter what? for you. Like people around the world, people will build roads and bridges. And, and now it's because all connected? It's all yeah. connected. And because Tim and myself and a thousand other people around the world slowly built this road together, I added it my contribution. the user who even left it there. So yeah, literally yeah. say, oh Shadow Elite left a ladder for it's you. So, and you can it's use Maybe I should you know, look into this It's now. so cool how it happens because you're like, you're playing through and you're stuck. You fall, like like we were just joking about. You fall at the bottom of this cliff. All your stuff is there. It, you're on an important mission. And all of a sudden, you look to your right and there's like a little package that someone purposely went out of their way and dropped for someone in your exact position. And now all you of a sudden, you can decide to leave packages for right. other people to right. use. You're playing the game, Tim, and you leave a package. And then me and Rudy are playing at the same time. Is it there for both of us or is it only there for whoever gets it first? I think it depends. If we're no friends, one really knows. If we're friends, <laughs> if we're friends, we can see each other's stuff. If we're on each other's friends list, I know that for sure. And then it's if also we're on friends list, you'll see it regardless, right? And then other people outside your friends list, you will also see here and there based on like how the server, who, what they decided to keep and leave. I don't know. That's kind of random. But if as long as you're on your friends list, you're going to see any of our stuff as you're going through the game. And so I built roads, I built bridges, I built, I don't know what you call them, they're the things like you glide on, those wires. Oh, like the zip so lines. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like those were so, mm-hmm. you. oh my god, the zip lines would come in such clutch sometimes. I'd traverse this whole mountain, I'd be like, oh, okay. It was hard to get up this mountain, I don't think I was supposed to go this way, but I got up here, I'm in good shape now. And then all of a sudden I see a zip line, oh, thank you, whoever this random person was, you leave them a little like, yes, you could like people's stuff. <laughs> That's you, leave a, you leave them a like, you're like, thank you, and you zip across. The game is incredible. Yeah, you can right? actually leave them likes. Yeah. So you then, can. like, when you go back and play, it'll be like, hey, you got like 20 likes from different players because you helped them out with whatever. Right, right. Nice. It's a, that it's sounds a really, good. It's a really cool game. And, and the story is, I got to say, in my opinion, it's one of 
Kojima's more tame stories. Like I was able to understand everything the first time through. So, um, because well, it's not a franchise like right, any other right. game. There's like a series it's that you need convoluted. to play right, another right. game and another game, so you know the context. This is all contained within one game, right. so it can technically make sense because you're not having to play anything extra or add anything from the outside. Plus, it's not based in anything on like like Metagross Solid technically right. pulls from like the 60s and 70s with the different wars that were going on and stuff. Yeah, it's not doing that here. So you can make sense of it all because it's all its own contained story and world. The way they told the nice. story too, I was very impressed. It's like you, you know, you'll play this chapter, right, and then you'll get this exposition dump on you, right? Fine, but then you get to one chapter, a few chapters, and I believe it was chapter three, where the chapter just seems to go on forever. It's like this is the longest chapter ever, but you're rewarded with a pretty, pretty good story bit that kind of gets you going from there. Yeah. And then so the let me explain why it's number three. So like, yeah, that's the gameplay, right? You actually are carrying packages on your back and you got these tools that you can use at your disposal to help you traverse these mountains and these crazy environments. It's more than just mountains. You'll have to cross like huge lakes and rivers and have to cross, uh, I don't know, almost like these volcanic rocks. And it can get really challenging with all of that, but that isn't why it's good. If that's all the game was, no one would care. Why it's good is the story. And so you'll like deliver something that someone really badly needed and then you start finding out all these layers to like the story you were talking about ghost of tsushima where like dude ends up running away the girl ends up finding out like dead and have to come back and all that you'll have like really emotional moments like that of characters that you're talking with and getting close with end up doing really messed up things or really really crazy things like a uh, heart man to where okay let me try to explain this there's this guy called a heart man to where he has a pacemaker in his heart where every i want to say two minutes he like completely knocks out and then comes back to life (laughs) so (laughs) jake is probably like what the heck are you saying right now i'm at any time listen listen anytime he dies (laughs) anytime he technically dies because he needs to die when you die you get to go to this stranding world of like this basically (laughs) yes and then on this beach is where all these dead people are and so he's trying to communicate with his dead wife so he purposely keeps killing himself every two minutes this went from being a ups game to like the most in-depth game i've ever heard of in my life (laughs) it's it's out there man it's ups simulator to craziest he dies has two minutes to hurry up and try to solve whatever he's trying to solve so he can bring his wife back but it, there's so much work to be done and then so whenever he comes back to life he starts writing a bunch of stuff down he starts trying to figure out the next part of the puzzle so that way when he dies he can continue working at it again 90 percent of the game you're carrying around this baby the baby is like attached to like the front of you where the package are on the back and you can't damage the baby at all either but the no one's no one's able to give birth at this point in time so this is the only baby that exists. So you're trying to care for it because I'm you're trying to the see the baby. There's all these deep, weird things going on in the background that I wish I could explain, but it's so hard to explain. Like you actually deal with the president of the United States in this game. Uh, you deal nice. with the black dude that's really popular. Actor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he just got recruited. At, is it the same dude that got recruited as Knuckles? You know what I'm talking about? No, Ebras, Ebras, whatever his name. I, is. No, it's He's not him. He kind of, he kind of looks like him, but it's not him. But they the, look. He looks like him. Yeah, Who he does. He? I forgot his name, but the guy. What 
he has some sort of important role in the story. I just can't remember. I can't remember what his. Exact, He's the exact guy. Is he the guy in Battlefield Four? The main mm, actor, dude. Maybe. maybe it's him instead. Anyway, I don't know. He's in a lot of film and TV and all of that. He's a really popular actor. He plays a huge prominent role in this game. There's there's a lot of big actors in this game, actually. Oh, um, do you remember this name? So we could tell Jake. <laughs> Do you remember the guy's name that you're talking about or no? His name's Craig, isn't it? No, I no, don't. No, it's Die Hard. <laughs> die, listen to, all right, Jake, listen to some names. Die if, Hard if, Man. Die Hard Man. If you, if you type in uh, Death Stranding Cats, listen to a few of these names, all right? You start off kind of simple. Sam, Cliff. Then you have Fragile, Mama. Dead, hold on, hold on. Dead. Sam is, is Norman Reedus. And yeah, he's Sam actually a really good actor oh, in this he's, game. He's great. Like, Cliff is Mads Mikkelsen, right? Then you have Fragile, which is... Just some random man, person. he does look like uh, the like Idris Alba, yeah, Mama, Tommy Jenkins. Oh, yeah, yep, that's him. Mama, Dead Man, Heart Man, Die Hard Man, and Higgs. Those are some names for you for the characters. In this <laughs> Mama is my favorite character. Mama's great, I love her. She's oh awesome. my god, so she literally cares for these babies and you can't see them but she can see and so you have to like deal with all of her problems with her sister i don't know it honestly so we should i don't even know how much more we should say really about it because okay, everyone okay. needs to stumble upon this and be as confused as we are at first and then everything starts making sense but. yeah i'm already insanely lost but if i play this game i'm not gonna remember any of this stuff because okay. of how out there and crazy it is it's a special honestly game. the opening scenes where you actually where they give the mission to you and all that the first hour or two dude it's gonna hit you hard yeah, yeah. you're gonna get huge invested real the fast crazy thing is is i haven't seen anything like i haven't watched a lot of videos of this game so like i'm going into it with no idea what to expect oh, i have good. an image i've seen online of like what i think the game looks like so i can't even begin to imagine what you guys are explaining so i imagine when <laughs> i play it like it's gonna be absolutely insane but you'll, I'm you'll looking like forward it. to it and i'm sure i i can see why it's on your list i've heard such good things about it but yeah that's i'm excited to play it and check you it out love it or you'll hate it there's no middle ground with this game so. yeah <laughs> do y'all know the band churches they did an original song yep. for this game and they called it death stranding and it's one of my favorite songs like period now i, really I like listen it. to it so often every time i hear it though it brings so many emotions because god if you only knew where the story takes you with the whole like people dying in beaches and, and there's this huge like nukes that go off and these crazy like hentai tentacle big black dudes that just straight destroy people and they'll lay off like the people themselves will explode and they'll wipe out whole cities because of their explosion it's so weird <laughs> it's a special game man that's for sure i have fond memories of that game so I, I remember playing it though, and my and my wife occasionally will walk by and kind of just comment like, "Oh, this game looks cool. Oh, it's a shooter. This is a rate, whatever." I remember she walked by and she sat for a sec. She's like, "What are you doing right now? Are you delivering stuff? Like, you have a pizza?" I literally had pizza at one point, and I was breaking <laughs> it so much. She's like, "What is going on with this guy?" I'm pressing the button. It's like scanning the topography of the world. She's like, "Okay, I don't I don't know this one. I don't know what's happening here." And then she walks in two hours later, <laughs> and then uh, there's an actual World War II. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're you, talking about. You actually get guns later in the game, and you actually take place in the middle of World War II at one point. such a crazy game, man. <laughs> I know for a fact that out of each of our next upcoming games, that we all have a common game in there. But I'm going to leave so. it at that. I think you're right. All right. Anything I else? I don't. Then? I don't. <laughs> I don't think you're right. Anyway, all, all right. right. 
Let's All right. Well, speaking of what Jake just said, yeah, my next one is Breath of the Wild. I mean, we talked it up a ton already. There's no way this is not a game I could ever be like, oh, well, it's on two of their lists. So I'm going to substitute it. No, I can't because clearly we know how how great we all feel this game was. I think we've already talked it up enough. Only thing I'll add that maybe I didn't mention before is the shrines. I did all, I believe there's 120 and then they added a few more, yeah. maybe if I'm not mistaken. Uh, those, shrines, yeah, you're right. those shrines to me, I couldn't believe how much fun it was just kind of going on your map. Here's another thing that Ubisoft and some of these other open world developers can take note of is... Hold on, hold on. Yes. How does Zelda yeah. do it the first time yes. they ever yes. do it? They did and it they so much better, so much, so it. much better. But that's that's Nintendo. That's why people don't people want to act like, well, why is Nintendo still relevant? It's because they do stuff like this. Okay, they. they I would they, understand if it was like their fourth attempt at right, it. It right. was their first attempt at it, and they completely did the best with hiding the shrines. Yeah, and... you could go to a tower. Okay, get to the top of the tower. Click on your map, or excuse me, before you click on your map, you'd look out into the distance. You have to find the right. item yourself. Right. You by scan it yourself, looking over. I it. love that. I love looking yes. out into the Why distance. Why didn't other games do this? Put a beacon down, and then now it's on your map, and you're like, I'm going there. I want to see what's over there. And next yep. thing you know, you're there. You're checking it out. Because what? Far Cry, you're climbing to the top of a tower. Right. First of all, it's a really generic tower. It's not a mountain. Oh, really yeah. Cool. Yep. Anyway, yep. whatever. You're, you're at the top of this generic uh, teleconnections tower, and then it just puts like 50. 50 things yeah. on your map. 50 you question marks yeah. on all yeah. your map. You it's guys like, come on, man. On. I loved the way they did it. It was so much more creative. I felt that it was my map. I was creating as much as I wanted to do. You know, it wasn't yeah. these things that I'm like, oh, here we go. I got to go check this out and this out. Discovering the shrines from there. Oh, all of a sudden I get to the top of this, you know, this mountain or tower, whatever it is. And all of a sudden I see a sort of like little, like the design of the shrine, like a little edge peeking out behind a cliff. Oh, I didn't see that before. You click it, you sail down. Now you found a new shrine. I just loved, I never got tired of doing that. I, I think the only thing that would make it better the is only a shrine you found from forever far away. You find four shrines along the way. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Trying to there were some shrines in that game that I swear to you, like <laughs> in the craziest of places. Huge I mean, puzzles just to get yes, in the shrine, I'll even never though you forget see it. The one that comes to mind that I think of first is the one where you're given three pictures zoomed in of the map like very zoomed in oh yeah and you have to go find where that is on the map and you're like where in the heck is this so you pull up <laughs> the big map zoom out and you're like staring at the screen ah, for a so solid cool, five man. minutes trying to find it you, you have to go it. find those angles you take the photo, yep, go you to the other side take the angle yeah and then you're like oh now i know where it is because <laughs> and that's been one shrine. it's like it's insane. And not, and one thing we didn't talk about in the last one, this uh -huh. is the first Zelda game to give out, of a, to have DLC and yes. doing the trials yes. oh my of God, the Master. We didn't like, talk about master. that. How yes. did we miss that? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. trials for the Master Sword. It was like, what, 20 levels and it kept getting harder and harder? Yeah, that you could, was so cool. And you could do it without any weapon at all. It was, you go in bare and that's it. And you work your way up. I, I can't believe we missed that. What a, what a great addition to an already fantastic game. I mean, the best area period, in my opinion, was the maze. Remember the maze? Yeah, you found? that's where you yeah. were like in the heart of the uh, the people who give you the seeds, the Korok seeds, right? Oh, yeah. And how about the island? You guys ever stumble the upon island, the island where you lose all your island. stuff? Oh, the my God. I remember 
so frustrating. The island is exactly what I'm talking about with this game. What makes it such a smart game? Like I just, I was just looking out into the. You open. have all this equipment that yeah. you've had for like 30 hours. <laughs> you lose it all. You're so upset. You're back I to just, the very beginning of the game, and there's this huge, big monster like, in the in the middle of the island you. that you're somehow supposed to kill, and you have Dude, nothing. Oh my god! It's <laughs> back to the Lennel days. I remember just looking out into the ocean. I'm like, I haven't really explored here. Let me go check it out. And I start heading that way. I land. Oh, what's this? What's this island? And then, like you guys said, and then now I'm stuck here for another few hours. Yeah. Like, and, awesome. and the crazy thing is, is like, this is going to sound crazy, but I had already beaten the game when I found the island. Yeah. Something like, wow. never found There's it for a while. There's so much stuff to do in game. Like I beat the game and this was one of the only games that I actually picked up because I had not done the house nor I had I done the city until I had beaten the main quest. And then I was like, wait a minute. There's I've seen people talking about online like how they have their city and their house. I'm like, what are these people <laughs> talking about? Look it up. I'm like, oh my God, get back oh, on the man. game. I'm doing all of that. Find the house, make my house as cool as you can get go get the best weapons maximize my house and then i go build the city by finding the each of the villagers that are in each section of the game which is a, it's like it's a completely different reason to say let's yeah. go re explore, explore the entire area of the game now the maze i was talking about was the island maze was on okay Not, i know yes. what you're talking about I know, I, know I know what you're talking about now i was confused at first but that makes sense but um yeah man anyway. that's uh, to, to wrap up because obviously we've talked this game up <laughs> so much i'll just end it with i can't believe that this game is even a thing that exists and that we're going to get a better game is what it seems like at least uh not too long i can't now, believe so. that the switch was able to come up with I this know, game i know and even the wii u i can't believe that nintendo was able to make such a game like a it, game like this because you think like twilight princess came out on gamecube and we are the gamecube and the wii at the same time and it was like it's not even close to this oh, level no. of being the size. Like Twilight Princess is my favorite Zelda game, but Breath of the Wild is such a jump from that game in oh, yeah. terms Look, of let's like put how it this way. Big the I game have is. a Wii U emulator and I can play any Wii U game on my computer. When I try to play Breath of the Wild, I can't even run it at 720, 30 frames. I get like <laughs> 15 to 20 frames. And at 720, I try even lowering it to like 480, and I still can't get 30. I'm like, why is this game chucking so hard and so hard to run? I don't, I don't get how they got it running on a Switch. I'm no one clue. to complain about the Switch's performance, how it runs its games, but they optimized Breath of the Wild so perfectly for yeah, that system. Really I never felt when I took it into portable mode that I was downgrading or it was like a bad game and like the sense of performance. I'm switching from my 4K TV to my portable and I'm like, this is the best game I've ever played. And, and it just speaks volumes in Nintendo and Zelda for how well they've always made their Zelda games. I've never played a bad Zelda game. Even Skyward yeah. Sword, where people Agreed. complained about the controls. No, we talk about that. Rudy's playing right now. Skyward Sword, yeah. Yeah. Skyward Sword is so good. And I have friends who complain about like the portable controls and whatnot, but it, who cares? It's yeah. Zelda. It was, like, it was so well done, though. Like, they, actually, they actually did it. Like If you have a problem with motion controls as a whole, fine. But don't tell me that they did the motion controls poorly, because they did it really well, Dude, actually. I, whenever I had the Motion Plus, and it, I, like, I remember the first time, I was like, wow, the sword really reacts to where your hand, like holding it. I right, thought right. it was done so well, but yeah. Great game, man. <laughs> I don't think we have to say much more. We've, we've got okay. this game. Is yeah, so yeah, yeah. Amazing, All good. I'll move on to my number two game. Um, okay. 
It was very hard because I'll say I had another game on my list that I didn't put <laughs> on here. Um, just to say it real quick, um, Detroit Become Human was in this place, but oh, I was like, ah, I got to pull oh, Such a I good love, game. Uh, Rudy, did you play Detroit I, Become I Human? I did. I really love that game. It's got to really be one it. of the most in-depth games I've ever questioned my life more in. Oh, awesome. But besides that game, my number two game is the Resident Evil 2 remake. Oh, solid This wow. game was epic. <laughs> and I know you guys had to have played it, but yeah, yeah, love Resident it. Evil 4 was like it changed the Resident Evil franchise completely. And playing Resident Evil 2, the remake, it was like it took off from Resident Evil 4. And it was just when you're playing Resident Evil 2, the graphics are so bad, but you know what's going on. And you're using your imagination playing it when you're younger. Playing it now, your imagination is now on your TV or your whatever screen you're playing on. And it's, oh my God, it's such a beautiful game. And the story is so good. And it's just... Well, the best part about it is just, the scariness of it. Yes, it the is, horror It is of one it. of the scariest games oh I've ever played. Oh my God, I just like, I rem like playing this game. And I recently played this on PS5 because I had a PS4 initially in the beginning and I sold it like in the very early stages of when it came out. And I got a PS5 and I've replayed all of these games on my PS5 while there's not a lot of games to play on it right now. I've just been going through the PS4 library, so I'm fresh on these games. But man, Resident Evil 2 and even 3 is an honorable mention, but it's just too short. Yeah, 2 was expertly done. Dude, it's so well done. And even replaying it as the Claire, you're just like, uh, yeah. oh, this is so good. Oh, cool. And just, I, Leon is definitely up there. He's got to be my favorite character besides chris but leon is just dude i love how he's just a rookie cop and the way they just the graphics of this game even playing it and it's a ps4 game but the graphics are insane when you're coming out from the rain and seeing it on like your uniform and stuff and then you go inside such a good game that i feel like i don't know why it's so hard but they make it so scary like trying to get the yes. headshots on people <laughs> they it's do. so hard to shoot people in the head the it craziest part of about this game shot. when I first like when I started <laughs> playing it I'm remembering like this all takes place in this tiny police station that ends up being humongous and you're spending the whole game in one building essentially and it's just so well done how they broke it up into sections of the police station where it's like, it feels like you're in like a city by the time you finish the game. You're like, the crazy thing is, is when you go into three, and I wish I could include three in this, but when you go into three and you get into the police station, you're like, ah, this is rookie stuff. Like you've already completed two. You know where every single item <laughs> is. You hop into yeah, three and you know, you know exactly where to go. You're like, I'm not scared of nothing. I know what's behind this door. I know where I'm walking at. It was such a fun <laughs> experience because I played them back to back. Funny story. Tim actually got me those for my birthday. Oh, nice. And I played through them. And I was so grateful for that because they were such good games that just like I completely I forgot was pushing a little were. too hard on like hey like I know two's better than three and everyone will say that and I agree just make sure you do play three yeah because yeah. it is yep. really really good and it, 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 it kind of goes into one package dude it's literally like they took how it was with four and five a lot of people hate on five because of how it was like maybe too action-packed or it was like <laughs> you'll see people complaining that it was too much against like Africans I remember it felt just like the four and five, how four was amazing. 
And then five was, it was great in its own way, but it was so much more action. And that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Three is a lot more action. Three is just nonstop action. Whereas two, you're just in that police station. It's super scary. You have the other cop that's with you. that got bit in the beginning and he, like you talk to him throughout the game. And it's good. There's a difference. It would kind of suck if it was just as slow and deliberate three as well very good point i wanted like yeah exactly like you needed to go to something different after just completing two i wasn't i didn't want that exact same thing because two was so in-depth that three just really changed the pace completely and it was such a good transition from slow to fast especially when you went back to the police station because you felt so much more badass because of the weapons that you had i mean in two you have like a pistol and you're like knife that you can literally like stab <laughs> someone and you f- don't have that knife anymore. Break like it. you got to yep. leave it in their neck compared to three. We are going in with like a machine gun and like you have no cares in the world playing three. I was breezing through that. Shout out to Mr. X too, the scariest dude oh, ever. Yeah. In oh the entire my God. 100%. I, 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 I would get so much anxiety to where I'd want to oh turn my the game God. off. The moment he I did, was near I did. me, I, I turned it off. And the I moment it took like a week before I got back into a hundred percent. That guy, guy was such a jerk. He made me not want to play the game at times. I wasn't mad dude, at the game. I was like, yes. this, is genius, this is genius design. I can't you should do this. Him. He's too intense. A hundred percent. I'm playing it in the best part. <laughs> and like uh, the scene where the helicopter crashes into the wall and you're finally able to get to the other side of it. And then you get to yeah, the other yeah, side yeah. and you're like, oh, this is a cool, this is where the helicopter crashed. And then he just grabs the helicopter with one arm and slings it out the door <laughs> And I'm like, yep, I'm not turning the game off. I'm about to have a heart attack. Yep, my anxiety oh, man. I, the roof. No I more. I couldn't. When he first. Because you could hear him coming. <laughs> yes. When, <laughs> when, when he first busted into that main room, I was like, no way did they do this. This is my safe haven. I put the controller down here for a minute. And he bust in there. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. Oh, hate my it. God. Like I'll I never didn't think they would go that far. I didn't think he would actually bust into I the know. safe haven. The area. scene where you like the part where you would be in like the library and you find Finally got the tools to move the staircase <laughs> over. That and was he's that in was the when I turned it off. with you, and I'm like, that was my worst moment. Please stay up top so I can just come down here, and move this thing <laughs> two feet to the right, and get in this door. Oh, but man. nope, I'm I took forever for hours. on the section. Finally got it all good, and he comes busting in, and yep. I, I'm so. <laughs> they did such a good job with like putting him in the game. They made me play the game longer because yep. I would turn it off in that moment. Yeah. Agreed. Be like, awesome this anxiety is too much. I'm going to go ahead and hop out. <laughs> awesome game and solid pick. And I guess I learned that I need to go ahead and play three then because I haven't revisited the remake. So maybe Dude, I'll finally three is exactly. It's so good. It's really, really it's good. So it's good. just it's people sh- just say it's short. It's yeah, and, yeah, okay, yeah. It's short. It, sure. it, it is. Anyway, I beat it in about. I, okay, so two took me about. I want to say maybe 16 17 hours i believe three's gonna take you like maybe eight or nine it, hey, that's, that's fine. like taking your time it's still super good and like i said man you're gonna feel so much more badass than you did in two because in two years you're opening a door and you're like god i don't want to do this <laughs> i'm gonna turn the game off three you open the door throw a grenade flashbang pull out your rocket launcher like all right is mr x here like you're not scared at all. You know what I'm saying? There is this like there's a few scenes where you're like you get that anxiety level, but and two, it's happening every time I open it. Nemesis door. does it a few times. Yeah, Nemesis has that feeling of the Mr. X for sure. 
but it's about six out of ten on the like comparison scale. But awesome game. Just because you have better equipment and you can handle stuff better. Exactly. But that's why two's like that's why Resident Evil Two Remake is number two on my list. Uh, Tim, I'm Great. excited to hear what yours is. Great choice. My number two is Xenoblade Chronicles X. I knew this was coming. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I already know what number one is. And it's... <laughs> 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 oh, I love you, too. Oh, God, I wanted to put it number one so bad. <laughs> I even wanted to put Death Strand. I don't know. It's so hard. I, I've been go- rambling on to these two guys for the last day or two on it. But <laughs> it, the, the thing is, it, it's a Wii U game. And it is the only Wii U port we still don't have on Switch. It I know. Why? Crazy. I want that to come to Switch like, so bad. Okay, you have... You had the Toad game. Well, we can't have Xenoblade Chronicles X, which I guess is just such a big project. So Breath of the Wild is so great because it's one of the best like open world games we like ever gotten. But Xenoblade Chronicles X came out before then, and it does a lot of things a lot better than even Zelda did. Basically, it's really good. You know how Zelda like. Like I was saying, you could just go to any random mountain and you go to the very top and there has to be something there. And you're like, oh, thank God they're actually rewarding me for going to crazy places. Xenoblade is 10 times better at that. Like you will think like there's no reason I should be over here, but only because I've been rewarded so many times in the past for going to these crazy places. I know there's something here, so I'm just going to go anyway. And yes, you get huge rewards out of it. It is so good at rewarding you for going to places you shouldn't be going. The scale of the game, I don't even get how it even run on Wii U. I think mm-hmm. it ran at 720 instead of 1080, which is how I was able to do it. And you had to but... download 10 packs. Don't forget. Remember that? <laughs> You have to oh download my God, all I those packs about that. individually. So you download the base game. It's like 10 games. And then it'll give you like three packs of each <laughs> section of the map. And they're like 10 gigs a piece. They won't even fit on your system. Like, <laughs> if you didn't have a memory card, you weren't playing this game unless you just played the base and didn't install the extra packs. But the extra packs basically added graphics of like higher detail in these areas because they couldn't get it running otherwise. It's just so good because... It's so epic. Basically, Earth gets destroyed. You have this huge ship of like, of what, maybe 100 people. You crash land on this planet. Once you're there, you, basically all of these things start turning out of like, there's this other alien race on the planet as well, trying to also take it over. And they were trying to take it over before you were even there. And then they have this weird agenda that they won't tell you of how like there's some connection to them knowing who Earth was. And somehow we were super crappy people. And that's why we got wiped out. And we got wiped out for a good reason. So you're trying to figure out why your planet got wiped out for a good reason because apparently you're all pieces of crap in their eyes and they're trying to wipe you out so they see they see you on this new planet that they're trying to also control and they're like oh my god here's the worst people on planet what are you doing here and they purposely try to wipe any human being they possibly see and they're super mad that you're on this planet that they're trying to conquer do you have to play the other games to understand x no no x is almost like it's a completely side game one and two you would need to know but not x x is his like own thing i think there's there may be some connection but i'm completely unaware do you think that's in the future there was a news story i saw of like last year saying that they did want to do it it would take a lot of work for them to do but they are really wanting to do it if they can get funding and enough people to help them rudy have you played any of the xenoverse games Xenoblade. Xenoblade, my bad. Have you played any of the Xenoblade games? I've played... I feel like I've dipped my toe into the last few. 
and I never got far enough really like xenoblade chronicles x i remember playing it for a little so while it's your witcher 3 essentially yeah yeah pretty much i remember playing xenoblade chronicles x and i distinctly remember a few things that stood out to me. i remember the music was kind of like funky and like weird and i really liked it okay that was the first thing and secondly i just remember thinking this world is so freaking huge i've seen these level 60 monsters roaming around uh i don't know what i'm doing but i felt kind of lost a little bit i didn't really know how to do everything but did I give it a fair shot away? No, not really. So I, especially the way Tim's talking about this game, I feel like I have to revisit it. In the beginning, it is really hard to know what to do. And I only know because I've done it before, but I remember the first time I was definitely using a guide. God, that sounds I, like what you just said, Rudy. <laughs> Reminds me of Final Fantasy 15 so much. Oh, yeah. Walking around and seeing the big enemies, bro. I'm like, God, do I attack them? <laughs> They're like these giant yep, yep. dinosaurs. That is exactly how this is. And what's so cool is that you get to a point where you can actually kill them. I nice. have to revisit this game, man. I have Xenoblade 2 sealed. I have the collector's edition. Tim, I think you've seen it, but I bought the One collect- and two, I don't want to say they're bad games. They're good, but xenoblade chronicles x is a whole nother lead it's a okay. it's it's not even like one and two it doesn't even really play like one and two it's they themselves purposely did it as like a side project or something they really wanted to do that it's not as story focused so like one and two it's just like a japanese rpg where you really dig deep into your party and you get to know new characters and it's a very linear story and all of that even though they're big worlds it's still a linear story with Xenoblade Chronicles X, you're just another person trying to build out this planet to get basically the human race bigger, more populated, and secure and safe. And so you're supplying materials to them, you're supplying food to them, you're helping them build the city bigger and bigger, and you're trying to... Your mission is you're just one of many people who's trying to bring new life to a new planet. Nice. I watched the videos uh, like on that game and I had no idea it was such a, Is that it's world huge. bigger than Breath of the Wild? I mean, it's I think it is, huge. right? It, I think it it's is. It's got to be cuz it cuz you get max in this game, so you get like tank mechs that you can traverse on the ground and then later on you get these mechs that you can also fly. And so, yeah, you are flying from one edge map to another, and it takes a long time. It's yeah. got to be bigger than Breath of the Wild because uh, these mechs oh are either. I They're just very look, fast. I just looked it up. Okay, so remember, holy crap! Remember we were talking earlier. I think we said Skyrim was fifteen square miles. Yeah, yeah. Breath of the Wild was like twenty two. All right, anyone want to take? Let's just take one guess each from you guys. What do you think? Now I think it's high. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> guess. I'm gonna guess thirty nine. Okay, Tim. It's huge. It's uh, no, I think it's bigger. I think it, the game is huge. Dude. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna say like a hundred. All right, it's 154 square. Miles. Oh my! So Jesus it's literally. Christ. Hang on, time out. Let me imagine this because Breath oh of the Wild was two. That's five. That is seven times the size. Jesus. And believe me when I say there is stuff. All that's what I read, out. dude. That's what I watched and read. Is they were talking about the map and they were like. Oh, you'll fly into a random mountaintop crevice where you would think you would see nothing but like glitchy little polygon of a mountain and there's something there for you 
that's yeah, crazy that's, that that's, it's like that. That's wild. They say it's the biggest world that's not procedurally generated in video games. But I think we were slightly off about, uh, unless I'm wrong, there's an article here that says that Breath of the Wild is actually bigger than we thought, but it's not as big as this. It said 140 square miles. So I don't know if that one's referring to another one or if this is wrong. I'm not sure. But either way, this is still bigger than that, which is... Just yeah, crazy. Breath of the Thank Wild you. is like probably the biggest map in any video game I've ever played that's not like a... F- Forza Horizon right, or something, right. or GTA, like Crazy, <laughs> side real quick. Forza Horizon was almost in my list, guys, but I had to pull it out. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love it though. It was a hard list, I'll say that. I think. So, what are you doing, doing about five? Job. That's you don't have an. Bro, I watched the comes out. I watched what, like the two video months? that they did where it was like fifteen minutes of gameplay. Yeah. Oh my god, it I looks can't way believe this is four. real life. I just can't <laughs> believe awesome. that we're at this point to where we're watching like essentially just live TV racing, right. where you're controlling the driver on the screen. I mean, it's. I, I don't now, even, I don't think Gran Turismo is going to be able to match that. I just don't see how. Gran yeah, Turismo has always been like that Project Cars. Horizon's actually game. scanning the environment. Dude, with, like, yeah, exactly. And, and, Horizon and, and, and is like Horizon is exactly the name. It's it's everything. Where when you go to right. Gran Turismo, you know you're going to be playing a game that's going to end up. I don't know, like Project Cars. Like you're you just doing do simulation on racing yeah. on some tracks that are like well known around the world. And don't like mind you, they're going to look damn good. But when you can have the entire like a huge section of Mexico, Mexico. where it's like literally scanned off of maps, I don't know how Sony's going to top that. I think Forza has on your list. You seem to be really into it. Dude, Forza (laughs) has taken over the racing. Like they've taken over racing games. I don't care what Gran Turismo does; it's never going to touch that. Forza Horizon is where it's at. But anyways, back to where anyway. But but Xenoblade. You don't get your mech until about I was 40, waiting 30 hours. I was the waiting game. for it and never got it. Yep. Yeah, you get it pretty late, but the game is that long to where like you still get another 20, 30 hours with the mech. But I'm saying that to say when you're traversing just how huge this land is and you're on foot, like okay, you'd be one thing if you're flying and you can find a bunch of stuff because you're flying, and it takes really fast to get there. When you're on foot, there's still really prominent stuff every, you know, like what you're running for like a minute or two, you find something super special and they're in really weird, hard to get places that you have to really do not quite breath of the wild, big puzzle things, but they are not just like easy to obtain. You have to really, what they do to add the hard level of getting something is there will be a very big monster traversing the area. And if you were to touch that thing, or if you, if you were to get too close, it would attack and kill you one hit. Thank God. So you're trying to games, dude. I'm just sitting here thinking growing up. Was there ever a game that implemented puzzles like Zelda did? It's literally changed my entire way I play every video game where I look for puzzles. And it's yeah. it's such a great... It's so good if you played it growing up because it's literally implemented in your brain now to like every room you're in in any video game, you're looking <laughs> for a puzzle to break. It's awesome, man. Dude, uh, sorry, going back to Breath of the Wild, one of my favorite ones was when you're chaining the electricity 
Oh, yeah. Like one of the shrines so you can get something to activate. They're not expecting you to use a weapon. You're supposed to use these boxes and stuff like that. But I didn't want to go pull this box from halfway across <laughs> the room. So I just throw a weapon down and then chain it that way. Actually, sometimes I would take like four weapons. There were so many ways to rig one of the shrines to do different ways. Like yeah. not even close to the way you're supposed to do it. But you could make it work with your own unique way. And I think that's so nice that you're able to do your own thing and still succeed in something that wasn't even meant to be done that way. Awesome, man. So why Xenoblade Chronicles is ahead of Breath of the Wild is it's just as good of like a huge world to explore with tons of reward, right? But Xenoblade actually has a crazy good story behind it. Like how you were saying with Witcher, once you're like 20, 30 hours in all the way, I want to say it's like maybe 70 hours long you're dying to know what's going to happen next. You're up to like two or three in the morning. You're not wanting to quit. You're not wanting to go to bed because all you are is going to be thinking about it the whole next day. That makes such good sense because like most Zelda games, we all know the story. Beat Ganondorf, yeah. game's over. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> but We're playing because like, it's fun. Yeah, we're playing for then, the world that we all know and love. Like when you're in a whole new world in the story, Stuff keeps revealing for me of stuff where I like, I can't say anything or spoil anything, but there's so many moments with so many characters that you're super close with where things go crazy haywire. And then you're spending 10 hours down this big rabbit hole and trying to solve the issue with the, one of the missions involving this important person. And there's so much of that throughout the game. And that's why it's so much like closer to my heart because I'm so close to the characters in the game along with it being such a huge crazy big world to explore and who doesn't like flying around on a big mech with machine guns and rocket launchers and <laughs> yeah, that's, that's huge awesome. monsters heck yeah like, i need to get back to that one I just please announce that switch port or i'm just going to take you up on what you told me about playing it on pc at this point so dude you have a way better pc than i do and i'm running it no problem yeah, i mean i think yeah. you just need to go ahead and then and do it because I don't, I don't awesome know. all right that's my number two for me uh this was a tough choice i almost put this in number one but it is number two which is bloodborne so could have easily put a lot of these um types of games you know souls like games from software games in this in the number two spot but something about Bloodborne, the only flaw that Bloodborne has, in my opinion, is, well, it had two flaws. Number one was when the game first came out, the loading times were atrocious, and it doesn't doesn't help that it's a game where you die a lot. So you would sit there and just stare at a screen that said Bloodborne. It was really bad at first. Like, you would sit there and stare at a screen that said Bloodborne with a black background. Not, not even, like, little info facts, nothing. And then, and then it and loads, then, yeah. you play for five <laughs> seconds, die. It mocks you. It's like it's like you did this boss fight, you lost. Let's say you lost in a bad way. You really screwed up. Okay. Then the screen turns black, and you see your own reflection in the TV. You're like, I'm a failure. <laughs> you know? It just sucked. But they've since patched that out, and they fixed that. Okay, load times are fine now. The only other flaw, and I'm starting with the flaws because I have so many good things to say about this game. The only other flaw the game has, in my opinion, is something that a lot of people won't care about, but I personally do, is it runs at 30 FPS. FPS, even a little lower than that sometimes on PS4. Why this game has not gotten the treatment that so many of these other games have gotten, where they give it the 60 boost or 120 boost, I have no clue because people want it. But now that I've put those two things aside, man, this game is something else. It's so, hold on, I, I tried playing it right because i just started getting into them i beat dark souls 3 okay. and i so i finally get it i'm like ooh, it's clicking i'm really liking this right. i don't like these games at all i'm just okay. now starting as of last year sure. so i beat that i played some of bloodborne and i was like man this world is so cool but i cannot do the 30 
it's, honestly, uh, I don't know what it is. Well, I, I think the same way. So used, it actually feels like broken or something. Yeah, and a game like that is just it's so hard for me to play whenever the well, FBI I have that. to time my attacks and the enemies you're watching animation like super close. Like Zelda's one thing, but this game is like these enemies are attacking super fast, oh, yeah. super crazy yeah. ways. Crazy, you yeah. it's so hard to like judge what's going on and then i'm running at like half my speed or something yeah I, super it's not something that's a deal breaker for me normally it would be because i can't stand 30 fps but to me the game is so good that i can look past it but yes that's the one fatal well, flaw. I used to it that's the thing if i was right. if i was playing it back when it came out we're all playing 30 fps games and we of were, course it wasn't course. messing with us but yeah you, now it's messing with us hard. That is one gripe I have with the game for sure. But that being said, the game is man, it just does so many things so well. The environments are reminds me of like a sort of think of like if Castlevania was a 3D game done really well. That's what this game would be. It's like this gothic setting. I'm sure you guys have seen it. It's awesome. It's like eerie, and then you start getting into like some Lovecraftian influences. Um, and then, like I said, you start getting into some Lovecraftian stuff, some cosmic stuff going on. It, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in the setting. But put all that aside, even the combat in the game is just it feels so great. I know a lot of people. This is how it always goes. They are not a fan of like the Souls like games. Maybe they try it. They push through. Then it starts to click and then they fall in love with them. Right. For me, that's what happened way back with Dark Souls one. When this game came out, I was just amazed at how good it feels like Dark Souls usually is. Here's a hundred different weapons you can choose from. Right. This game is a little tighter. Dark Souls is very like slow and sluggish. Three is uh -huh. a little fast, right. but Bloodborne, yeah, way Bloodborne is super fast. Bloodborne is so, all yeah. about being on the offensive, right? You have the ability yeah. where when you you lose health, if you strike back quick enough, you get it back, right? So they encourage, and there's no shield. It plays like Doom Eternal, where right, you, right. Where you, if you don't play aggressive, you're going to die. Right. You need to kill them so you can get health back. Exactly. And there's no shield, so it's not a, a, a weight game. It's not defensive. It's in their face. You have your gun. I love games they give you only your Yeah, it's great. And, yeah, and life and, steal is one of my favorite mechanics ever. If there's like a character that has life steal, I'm picking it every time. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But the thing that I love about this game and that the other Souls games is you have that stuff going on, right? But that you think of like some similar games where you're aggressive, like uh, Devil May Cry, isn't it, right? But the difference is in this game, you are on even footing with the AI and the enemies. The same way that you are this strong player and you go through and you kill this enemy in five hits, well, they can kill you in five hits too. That's what I love about it. It's like you really have to be careful. You really have to think about what you're doing. But once you get to a certain point, you start getting skilled at it. You start learning how to parry and you start learning how to dodge right and you start getting more confident. Then the game becomes way more fun. I, I loved it from the beginning, but of course, we all know these games will frustrate you for sure. Once once you get over that hump, you learn how to play the games. They're not really that hard of games, honestly. It's really more about just learning the game and playing it. You know, I agree. I was you. scared. And that's what yeah. Jake needs to realize is like he hasn't gotten into them at all. Right. And me either. But I've realized what the problem was. I was scared. Yeah. Like, it's almost like playing Resident Evil 2. Right. And then when you're actually like feel confident and you go through an area again, you're like, oh, I do it no problem because I've been through the area before. Exactly. If you could just put the, it's like Resident Evil 7 more specifically. If you ever played 7, did you play 7 or yeah. read it? 7 terrified me. But once I finally got over the fear, I can't. It was I can't easy. get over the fear. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So put, first of all, you're not the only one I've heard say that. That's how these games are. It really is. I can't do it. I refuse. 
I think it was just finding a weapon I like. That's what I love about it. You have so many choices with what kind of weapon you want. Do you want to be someone who uses the gun and parries a lot? Do you want to just be someone who evades a lot and strikes when you can? But once you get over all of that, the game really starts to click and the game will take you to some crazy places. The enemy design in this game and the environment, the way that they do the shortcuts is awesome. Anytime I hear someone complain about these games and they say something like, well, I just hate doing the same thing over and over and over. It's such a waste of time. That shows me that they haven't really put a lot of time into it because play it for a little while you'll realize quickly you get to this area you die okay maybe you get a little further you do a little more work you get better finally you get to the end of this area you have no health left you have no vials left to heal you're struggling what am i going to do and then you turn to your left and you see this door that if you go through it circles right back to the area where you started so there's your shortcut yeah, so now when you die, you just walk through that door and you're right where you were. Those moments are so great. They feel so good and they feel super rewarding. But that's that pales in comparison to when you beat a tough boss that you know every single move at this point, what they're doing. Okay, dodge here, swing here. Get You know, you always know why you died. To me, it's just, uh, it's such a great game, man. I just love it. And of course, just like everyone else in the world, I've been waiting for them to either announce some sort of port for PC or PS5 or Bloodborne 2. I don't, at this point, I'm starting to lose faith. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Um, How I feel with Splinter Cell currently. Can they just oh announce my a God. new one? I feel, oh my I feel God, bad. Bro. I feel bad for you. They're so like actually mean with it now. They're actually showing him in these like free to play. Yeah, like, it's, and, it's like it's the new Ghost Recon that nobody gives a shit about. Like, oh, here's Sam Fisher. Uh, no, it was uh, X Defiance. Like, X Defiance. Why are you trolling they're, me? They're doing Netflix is doing an animated Splinter Cell show, so I'm one percent hopeful that it's gonna be good. <laughs> Castlevania <laughs> was really well done. I'll give um, them that. So I'm hoping that they do the same with Splinter Cell. Dude, but, but I it's, know it's, it's like the same thing. God, I it's like the same way you feel about Splinter Cell. I'm the same here. I'm oh, trying, hold on. I'm, Rudy's in season three of Castlevania, by the way, and he's just, just wrapped up. I just wrapped up season two and I loved it. So I'm gonna start season two. Dude, it's so Oh my god. Anyway, to finish what I was saying, like I have gotten to the point where I've had too many times where I see the newest article, Bloodborne 2, rumored, or Bloodborne um PC port, rumor. I just <laughs> at this just point driving I'm just, you crazy. This yeah. is a game more so than any other game I can think of that would benefit from an FPS boost greatly. Like it would be the difference between maybe someone will play this and maybe someone won't. I mean, it is the reason why I can't play yeah, it. Because yeah. Then I started playing Sekiro instead, and I'm like, man, oh, this love is that amazing. Game. Love that and game. Y'all, like, fast it is, and then I go back to Bloodborne, and it runs at half speed. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Dude, the, the last thing I'll say about Bloodborne is, well, last two things real quick, is number one, if you're someone like you were describing for Jake, maybe he's like, doesn't want to take that initial dive into it. I would play that with you because it's co-op. I would jump into it with you, and I I guarantee that you would have way more fun. That would be cool. Yeah, because you wouldn't be scared. You can easily handle the beginning area, no problem. Totally. Because I I played like I want to say six seven hours of it, and I know like when I first played Bloodborne, that little beginning area, I was having a hard time with the dogs and stuff. Yep. yep. Dude, now it's so easy. Whenever I was able to wipe the dogs, no problem. Yep. And then so I'm sitting there thinking like, yeah, if I was to play with someone else playing new, I could easily handle these sections, no problem. That way. He can just might have to do that. May have to set that up because yeah. I think it would be really good. And the thing I like about Bloodborne is you can sit here and you can level up for two hours if you want. It might help you a little bit, but really it's going to come down to you learning the path. It comes down to your skill. It doesn't come down to you, right? Variety. But yeah, man, great game. Definitely looking forward to playing that again whenever we get a port or a new one. So yeah, man, that's it. Number two. 
Jake, you're number one. <laughs> um, and now that I've heard everybody's list so far, I know for a fact that this is not going to be Tim's number one because I know what he's putting there. Okay. I'm not sure what you're putting, <laughs> Rudy, okay. but my number one is definitely God of War. Oh, great game, man. Oh, my God, bro. The This game. So Jake saw my list, had a list in the very beginning, like, I don't know, two or three days ago, and God of War was up in there. (laughs) And so that's why he was Uh, saying that. But I've been saying it for a long time. God of War is like one of the best games I've played in a super long time. But anyway, it's from the cinematics to the story to the way it's the way everything plays. It is such a good game. I mean, from start. I'm just experiencing everything like on PS5, of course, and the graphics are insane. I'll take that away first. Then the story, the opening scene of the game where you're fighting with the other god, that has to be one of those, like we were talking about with The Witcher and Breath of the Wild, how when you play Breath of the Wild, you're like, oh my god, from the very beginning, whereas The Witcher is more slower God of War takes it to a level beyond yeah. that where it's like you're about to get one of the best something opening. insane. So I yeah. hope you're ready. And yep. that was the very first feeling I got from the second I started the game. Every time I played the game, I never was bored. There was never a part of the game where I turned it off because I was like, ah, I don't feel like doing this. I would turn it on. Super hyped. I stopped at that <laughs> point. Like, yes, let me, I got to finish this. It may have the best pacing out of any game this gen. I agree. I would, there was never one single part of the game where I was like, man, I don't want to do this. It always stopped at a part where I was like, God, I could do a little more, but I have to go to bed so I can get up for work. That was the only time I would ever turn the game off. It's one of those games where after you finish it, you're watching scenes at work, like, or something on YouTube where you're like, right. This is such a good part of the game. Like, showing your friends like you need to get on this game it's unbelievable pretty sure we could all speak about different parts of why we love this game but for me alone the cinematics just the with the gameplay the action in it like you just feel so more badass than everybody else yep no one say the most important part the most important part of this game is they did what no one ever done before it's all shot in one shot one the whole game amazing yeah very good point Another thing that has happened very, very rarely in video games is they took a character that I love the old God of Wars, but they took a character that people didn't really care for. I kind of thought Kratos was always a jerk. He wasn't a really good character to me at all. And then now they made me actually care. Like, wow, this is actually... God of War has shown me what potential we could see if there was ever an adult Link in the Zelda game. Like, you could see something like that, not obviously not as mature. No, he could be as broken because think about it. There's time travel and all that. Like, there's all those connections that he had whenever he was a kid, like with Sarah or whatever in the force and all that. And just instead of it going good, it ended up being the bad future. And then you're you're playing God of War like game and you're this adult link and really broken and everybody's dead and it's dark world stuff. You could totally do that, that. game as a parent. It really kind of resonated with me that his relationship with his son. I was like, I was really feeling that. And when it came, you know, it all culminated in the end and the credits and with the credits start and you're still scaling the mountain, you're going back down the mountain with your son. I was like, this is awesome, man. I really like vibe. Yeah. I played it soon after having my kid, like it yeah. came out 2018. My kid was, I think my kid was like three or four at the time. Right. The the whole time I'm playing with the whole kid thing, yeah, I can't help but feel that connection way stronger than I normally would. So cool, man. 
great game, great choice. Tim, let's hear it. Okay, Tim, go for it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what this is. It seems like Jake knows already. I have, I really have no idea. He, uh, yeah, he knows, he knows. But it's Metagross Solid Five. Oh duh, I, I duh, I forgot how much you like this game. Whoa, that is not what I thought. I was oh, wow. so thinking the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh my oh, god, what a plot twist this is about to be. <laughs> that was in my five when you saw the list. Okay, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I just know you, and I know Seven's your favorite game of all time, so I'm just <sighs> thinking, like, how is that not in there? It's not even in my five, yeah. Because that's the problem. It's like, okay, well, it's not better than Breath of the Wild. And then it's like Final Fantasy fourteen. That was my big battle was 14 and 7 remake. Right, right. The problem with 7 remake is it's only the beginning of Final Fantasy 7. That's a fair point. Technically, it's only like the first 10 hours of the game. They just stretched out the 30 or 40. I loved it. If we, if, if we had all parts right now, yes, it'd be a whole different story. But I can't put it above Final Fantasy 14 when I put... 500 hours into this game and i'm doing that stardew valley thing of like spending hours mining or farming or working on my house and all of that stuff alongside a super epic final fantasy story and honestly by the end of final fantasy 14 where i'm at in the story way more epic things took place in that online game than it did in Final Fantasy 7 Remake because technically again it's still just that first like 10 hours of Final Fantasy 7 which is super strong the fact that they turned it into like a 30-40 hour game where we were to pull material out of that into that short of just the snippet proves of how good Final Fantasy 7 story actually is any other game I don't know like okay a game's like 40-50 hours long you put the first 10 hours and you make a full game out of it that's so crazy I love Final Fantasy 7 remake i mean but it's just i had to put metagross solid 5 in and i was sitting there thinking even with that is honestly metagross solid 5 i put way more time into that and i had way more fun with that final fantasy 7 remake is an amazing story and the combat is great oh, it's super fun yeah. but a lot of that game there are a lot of flaws with it there's a lot of segments to where there'll be three four hours of you just doing side quest bullcrap that's, that's not true. important at all or not even fun go find these 10 kids or go find this person's cats or go it's just so dumb of stuff <laughs> i don't want to be doing and if they would have just cut that all out and just had it be 24 out 25 hours it would have been technically been a better game but i can't so i, I don't know i just can't put it over metal gear solid 5 fair enough and metal gear solid 5 i remember seeing people pumped about getting the dog to be like your partner yeah. of the game and you quiet know, that's, yeah that's it's super cool in that game it's like it's very in-depth and that's a game that tim you know my brother matt like he played that game and he thought it was hype and you know he doesn't get into single player games like that so for him to be involved in a game like that I know it has to be like up there in like top 10. And I was actually disappointed with five in the beginning because, okay, it has a really strong start. And it's like other Metal Gears where it's literally like two or three hours of a ton of cutscenes yeah. and crazy stuff, right? But then once you leave out of that and actually like go into the first area that you start exploring in Afghanistan, next thing you know, you got 10 hours before you even see any story at all. There's not much story in Metagross Solid 5 at all. In total, there's maybe eight hours compared to like the 90 of the rest <laughs> to where there's any story. A lot of people didn't like it because of that. And even me, Metagross Solid 4, one of my favorite games ever, it's between that and Final Seven, but all Metal Gears have a lot of story and a lot of cutscenes, and this was completely 
separate from that. This barely had any, and it was nothing but just gameplay. The gameplay that was there couldn't be any more fun. It just gave you so many crazy tools. It's like, think playing like Just Cause, but it actually being a good game and not boring. But <laughs> When we talked about Breath of the Wild, how you could climb anything, that was the game I thought of, Just Cause 3. I was like, man, I remember playing that game where I could pretty much go anywhere I wanted on the map. So I was thinking Just Cause 3, you know how you're like gliding in and shooting rockets at buildings, everything exploding and all of this? That's what you're doing in Metagross Solid 5. Like, there's, it's a huge map, but you have crazy... I mean, you're taking out tanks, you're taking out and there'll be a village of like 100 enemies and you're taking them all out. <laughs> I remember that but, Death Battle did like a Sam Fisher versus Solid Snake. And don't get me wrong, I love Sam Fisher and Splinter Cell, but it's such a bad comparison. Like Solid yeah. Snake is so no, it is. He, badass he has way him. more. Awesome. It's like Batman with all his tools Dude, and then no. you're trying to get... It's like, like Death Battle when they did the Cloud versus Link and somehow Link beat Cloud. It's like, I love... Yeah. Love the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> like, no Cloud has way. like materia with like lightning and fire and like, can that, heal himself. Like what is literally like Superman versus Captain America, which I'm a huge Captain America fan, but Superman would literally not be hurt by a single thing he did. And that's how I feel with Link versus Cloud. Like Link's awesome and he has some cool weapons and whatnot. But Cloud's got, like, magic. He can heal on the spot. Like, he can summon a literal demon to attack you. Yeah. Like, it's not comparable. No, Metagross Solid is very, like, next level like that. So you'll have, like, okay, um, Quiet is her name. And she's, like, this awesome. sniper that you can have go along with you. So she can go on the top of a mountain. You scope them out. You're like, oh, there's a guy there. You mark them. The sniper takes them out kind of thing. But you have to be aware of like noises. You have to be aware of like, obviously, if there's a dude next to him, you snipe him out and the dude next to him sees it, shoots off the alarm. You're pretty much done for. So you still have to. There's a lot you have to worry about. There's so many tools like the dog. Uh, a dog, they don't know that there's a human around just because there's a dog. So that's what makes the dog so useful is the dog can go up in there and find items for you or kill a guy. They just think it's a wild dog. They don't know as any connection to you. Right. So you that's get a cool. lot of things out of that. You have this robot that you get in the game that you played a little bit. Remember Metal Gear Solid? We're playing online and you like remember. get up is, in the... Is Metal Gear Solid 5, is it available for PS5? Five? Yeah, I think it is, right? I mean, it's PS4. You can play it on PS5. And I, need, like I need to play through edition. it. I know it's going to be, it's an amazing game. I need to get into it. It's just like, just cause, right? Could be good if there was more meaning to it. And that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I play it, it's literally like one of those meaningless games that I just hop on to explore the world and that's it. I right. care nothing for anything else. The fact that you care a ton and you actually have to be really strategic or just cause you don't have to be strategic at all. You can just blow crap up, whatever. This game, like, there is no way you're going into an area and just doing whatever you want. You're going to be dead in a heartbeat. Like, you're still just a normal Yeah, that's how being. I feel playing like Splinter Cell, but this is such a more in-depth version of Splinter Cell. Like, every yeah. time I think of Metal Gear Solid, I think of Splinter Cell, and then I add in a ton of other, like different scenarios yeah so think happen. splinter cell 
but then like eight ghost people come and try to kill you. <laughs> right. I love I loved infiltrating the bases in that game and you'd get so creative. Like remember the Fulton things where you would put the bag on the guy and you would shoot that's them the up best part. Guy? I love that. That so, was so cool. A, okay, so Jake, so as you're playing, okay, you're going and taking out these guys. 90% of the time, you don't want to kill them, not just because you make it alert or whatever. You actually want to recruit them for your own army. So in right. the game, you're building up an army and you're sending back to your base, you're recruiting them to join your side because you're trying to build this huge army so you can take down this big enemy, right? And you you need as many people as possible. So they're far away. You're like looking on binoculars or something like that. And they'll tell you their rank and a bunch of information about them. And then, oh, this is an uh, a rank person. I want them on my side. So let me kill everybody else around him, but have to be secretive. But he also can't run away. <laughs> he also can't alert more people. And then, okay, I get rid of everyone else. It's just him. He's not aware of anything. Now I'm going to Fulton him up is what it's called. And basically it just like attaches this parachute thingy that shoots him straight up in the air so high up. And then they just get teleported to your base. So it's super like (laughs) Japanese anime, crazy, unrealistic thing. But they they make a like, it felt felt so good going into a base and doing it to everyone on the base. Just slowly but surely all their buddies are flying off the side. You gotta pick them out without (laughs) other people seeing them. And they scream. So as they're screaming and flying up and if they're near someone else, other person's gonna hear the scream. So either you shoot them up just as fast or kill them or whatever you need to do. But you are trying to get as many people as possible and you are trying to get good people on top of that. So there'll be situations to where like there's people in these tanks that are huge high rank and it's so hard to get them out of the tank without destroying the tank and stuff like that. I can't yeah. believe that Metal Gear Solid 5 came out a good bit ago yeah. and it's number one on your list. It just shows me what a peak of gaming we're at right now where there's right? <laughs> so many games that I have yet to fully experience that or that it's so it's a pretty cool feeling yeah it's an awesome game man very cool the thing is is so i said there's not much story and there's not but the story that is there couldn't hit harder oh it's pretty crazy stuff (laughs) oh it's i don't want to spoil it at all but what's basically what i can say is it links back to the original metal gear that was on nes (laughs) like msx or whatever that system was like it went way back it's so cool i don't know i brought the whole series all the way around again and now it all makes sense because there was all these holes in all these games and it basically filled every little hole and now it all makes sense because of five it's so cool man i i really love finishing that game i know there's a lot of complaints that people say about they feel that the game because the falling out with Ko- kojima and konami that the game wasn't truly finished which i i can see that i can see that there was more that needed to be there was a out. special ending scene basically like that they were working on but he had a lot of problems with the company and then he just left and never got to finish his little final moment but technically all it is would just be one cutscene at the end so you make sense of this one character there's enough information now that people have figured out that we know what it's going on anyway so we don't yep. even need the cutscene. it's All not right. a big deal good choice the twist at the end right it couldn't be any crazier and couldn't blow your mind anymore and even if you never played any of the other metal gears you're still gonna know and you're still going to be a complete mind at the end oh yeah 
That's yeah, what it's, I like to hear that is there. that is true. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, you don't need to have played the others for that to hit you kind of the way it does. Oh, and disease can spread with the people. So you have a bunch of people up in the army, <laughs> and then next thing you know, there's this moment in the game where someone oh, catches this disease and they start spreading it, and you have to figure out who the spreader is because they keep spreading to other people. Right, they get to be <laughs> fucking Trump and Biden. <laughs> 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 And it's all my fault no matter what. So that sounds like a freaking awesome time. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That... You're building your base up a ton too. And here's another cool part. And it's still all functional right now. So you're building up your base with all these people. And you can even have bears on your base and all this crazy stuff. These drones that can uh, shoot like machine guns out of them. But what they do is, so you're building this base up. They have this online mode to where you can go and infiltrate someone else's base that they've been working on their whole game and take stuff from them. And other people can do the same to you. You don't even have to be playing. Your base is there as long as you put it up like, hey, I'm allowing people to infiltrate my base because you get rewards. Let's say they fail. You get stuff from them, even though you're not even playing. So you'll just leave it up. And as long as you have a good enough base, you'll be bringing in materials from other players trying to wreck your base. It's a pretty cool game, man. I mean, even you mentioning things like this, it makes me think, again, of Death Stranding, another game he made. Like, a lot of these little behind-the-scenes yeah. things that he didn't need to put in it that he does because he really cares about it. It's pretty cool stuff, man. So It was hard to decide between the two games. And that's why I was yeah. saying I didn't know if I want Death Stranding in one or whatever because Death Stranding has such... The story hits so hard at the end. I can never get it out of my head. And it's one of those games where you think about it's like Detroit become human. I was right, thinking about right. the game for weeks. Oh man, what a once game. I finished it. What a Death Stranding did that same thing yeah. where like I couldn't get it out of my head. Then I remembered Metal Gear Solid 5 had an even more epic ending. Yeah. I was thinking about that crap for months and I was looking up forums and I was watching videos trying to explain <laughs> it all. And I couldn't be any more of like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing ever. And no one knows. I don't know. Any of my friends that I knew never got into this game and I couldn't t talk about what happened at the end or like, and right. so, cause I don't want to spoil anything cause it's so impactful. So it's really annoying, like having to hold in like one of the greatest experiences. <laughs> nice choice. Nice choice. All right. So I will preface this by saying it's funny to me that games like Metal Gear Solid 5 and God of War, both amazing games that I really loved a lot. And if I did this list again, uh, six months now, maybe they'd be in it. But please know I love those games, but they are not my number one. So for some reason... Hold on, hold on. Nice. So Metagrossal, it could be in there? Like, you do really like that game a lot? I do really like it a lot, yes. But you know what I was right. saying before? It's like these lists... You know, you make the list, you really try to think about well, it. Well, it came out a long time ago. It came out 2015. Right, right, right. It's so, now. It's I hard guess, to even remember. Right. I guess the point I'm trying to make is, like, just because it's not on my list doesn't mean it's not a game that I thought deserved, you know, definitely deserved to be on it. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. yeah, 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 Okay, okay. All right, so. Let's hear this. My number one game, which not only, I know I said this about Bloodborne and Hollow Knight, pretty much every game on this list, but this one, I feel even more strongly about it than any of those. And I think it's one of the greatest games ever made. I think it's one of the greatest stories ever made. I think the philosophy in this game is unparalleled. And that is Nier Automata, which is, my God, this game. Oh, wow. I, Wowzers. This game is, where do I even start? I mean, okay. No, I wanted it in my five as well. It would be oh, in my, my ten. God, dude. I, it, it got me so emotional. Oh, it, yeah. It, it, it's so good at making you care about humanity. Yeah. And like you start questioning yeah. game, like, what changes. even makes the world tick. Dude, the fact that a video game can, you know, I've, I've played many video games in my lifetime that made you feel something, but the fact that a game can make you rethink things in your life and, and view life from a different, you know, perspective, it's just, it blew my mind. Like, 
I, wow, I should it really I, I should, does that to you. I mean, that's that yes. was my, that was my takeaway. It hit me game. so hard. No, I, I like, was messaging a friend of mine when I finished. How much become human does this hit you in the personal field? So, to me, to me, more, it's way more. more. And let me let me at least wow. give you a little background, right? So this game it is more. This, this it game is more. It, it is a it's a very first of all let's talk about just the way it plays. It's a very well made game. It kind of reminds me like uh, Devil May Cry, Bayonetta, those types of games with the combat, right? Combat's pretty solid. It feels pretty good. Whatever, so it feels that's fine. like it's like a beat em up in combat. Yeah, it's like a fast pace. You know, you fight as Think you. Think Bayonetta is the yeah, best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bayonetta is a good comparison, I've, yeah, I've right? It. I've but the diff the difference is that the combat is there just because it needs to be there. It's pretty good, but that's not what people love about this game, right? First of all, the game hits about six different genres of video games in one game all in one, and they constantly switch between them. And when you first start the game, it's like a top-down, um, like, twin-stick shooter. Then as you land and you progress the story, like, 20 minutes later, now it's like a third-person action game. Then you play a little further. Ooh. Then it's like a... Um, like that game Death Store, Tim, that you were mentioning, it kind of has that viewpoint. Yeah. You're viewing it like an isometric exactly. uh, game. Then it's first person. Then it's a visual and then you're novel. hacking something, Dude, and it's, it's like a little game inside of a hacking thing. I mean, these the, the way that they navigate all these different genres in one game is really impressive, right? So, again, that's oh, another... Oh, hold on. One more thing, too. You know what it's a lot of like? So, Mega Man Battle Network. You know when you're like in the overworld running around, yeah, then you yeah, hack yeah, 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 and then yeah. you actually go inside of it, yes, and then yep. you're playing the game inside. That's what Nier does. Oh my! You actually God, go it's... inside of objects, and you get to see like yeah, yeah. the internet version of it. Nice. So you get you get the you get the little. Oh, I wanted to do Mega Man Battle Network. Whenever you do, <laughs> well, oh yeah, good game. Whenever you hack something, you go into this little, like he said, you go into the whatever the machine that you're hacking, and you play this little mini game. But uh, as you go further, it gets harder. It's it gets not a mini involved. game though. Yeah, it's like it, think I, about it though. Yeah. You actually are running around in it. Like you are, you yourself you are. You're right. inside of it, running around a big world. Don't think mini game. Like it will add mini games into it. Right. Sometimes you're going in it and you're in it for like an hour and it's oh, a whole yeah. big well, city. Well, it sounds really good. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, like, I I get what you're saying, but I'm talking about specifically in those moments when um when you the gameplay moments the I gameplay guess, moments when you have the hacking and stuff right okay. but but be, besides that right the thing that i think this game really does extremely well is this is that the game is based on not specifically humanity but humanity plays a big part in it you're playing as an ai right as these androids that were created because humans, you know, have lost this war to the machine. It does the, the Detroit become human thing where you like start really questioning like right, is right. it human, is it android, should I care, should I not? The thing that the game does so expertly is you play the game through the first time, right? And people say you have to play the game multiple times. I don't really think that's accurate. I think more it's a game it's that it's one long game. Chapters. I don't agree right, with him. Right, exactly. Yeah. So the game people is People are like, Oh, you gotta play um uh, it five different times, <laughs> it's, and it's game it's A, game B, game C, game D. It's not. It's not definitely like not that. that. It's more like you're playing root A, root B, root C, root D, right? So just to give you an idea, you play the you play you play root A. You play as one specific character. It might take you anywhere from eh, let's say 15 to 20 hours, maybe. You could push it a little further if you're doing side quests, maybe even a little less, right? Okay, fine. But then once you finish and you roll the credits, you've right there. You've had a pretty decent story told to you. A, a, on its own, a decent story, well done, whatever, right? But they tell you, and they, they're very clear. They're like, you have not experienced the whole story. Um, you need to keep going. And they're like, okay, well, I'm going to keep going then. And I don't know why some of these reviewers stopped there and they reviewed the game, which is just a joke to me. But anyway, you play part two, 
and all of a sudden you're playing as a new character, right? You're playing from a different But as you're saying with the routes, route A, route B, right. maybe you only have that choice in the beginning, but why the routes matter is because you could do C instead of D or whatever. Right. So, and... yep, yep, that's true. A and B are kind of, you have to do them in a certain order. You have a little more flexibility later, but the point is you play B, you play from a different perspective. They add a lot of cool background there. It's, you know, mostly the same game but there's a lot of enough so so b you're playing as the person that was with you the whole time exactly. you're seeing from their perspective yep. and then there's moments in the game where they separate it tries to joke a lot right. he cares right. a lot he's always asking her questions you can tell he kind of likes her right and so and he's the hacker right so he he knows what's going on with these machines what they're thinking but anyway i'm not going to tell you every story but the point is you play through the first two routes then when you get to see you play as another character that I won't even mention, right? Another character, you see a, a, another perspective, except this this time around, it's way different. Then stuff starts to get real crazy. Like when you get to D, you're making decisions that impact everything and you see a certain um, outcome. Then you go back and you do it again. From that specific part, you get another outcome. Then you do E and E is the final culmination of everything. And dude, I'll tell you, I finished E one night at like three in the morning and I just couldn't. I couldn't even go to sleep. I couldn't function. I was just like, my mind was blown. There were so many emotional things that happened. Uh, I wish I could spoil what happened at the end, but of course I'm not. I was blasting somebody with text and then they finally oh started responding God. because it was it was a friend of mine that actually beat it or whatever it, and i kept going back and forth dude we talked about it for like two hours oh that God. night we'll and have, i couldn't go to sleep we'll have like, to we'll have to talk about it because i have spent hours and hours just seeing what other people think about this and that and the game made me start digging into like philosophy and what people think like i've read books now since this game came out because there's so much philosophy baked into these characters and they're quoting real philosophers and they're sharing their ideas. Some of them are even named after um, philosophers and there's a lot of nods to philosophy in that. Uh, but man, by the time you finish that game, you're going to be thinking about machines, humans, what our purpose is on earth. Have you lived a fulfilling life? Like this game was really, really getting me, man. And on top of all that, it's a solid game to play. So it goes into like racism. Sexism, oh my God, everything. Like... They, and it's not on the nose though. They really do it. And 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 here's the thing, Jake. If you were to look, yeah, this they game never up, once even bring right. up race in they the don't. game. They don't. Yep. Yet you know exactly what they're talking. You know about. exactly what they're talking about because you know you start to identify with it. But but Jake, if you look this game up when this game was first coming out, I thought, okay, you see this girl wearing not a lot of clothes, some typical you know anime character, you know some sexy character fighting these with a sword and everything. You think, oh, it's gonna be a typical thing. But man, we were we were so wrong about it. And I'm sure they did that on purpose, obviously to uh throw people off but yeah man it's something else that game definitely my favorite game in a long long time so please that's really cool you game. put it as your number one i mean i i can't yeah. hate i love that game yeah if it's your number one i'm gonna go ahead and say it's one of the a really good game oh yeah dude and the other thing is i was not a near fan before this i didn't really even play near at all and it's weird how it started there was a, a series called drakengard there was a trilogy of those games then the third game in that series had one specific ending, like we mentioned in Nier, and that specific ending became canon, and then they made Nier Replicant, which was a game that came out years and years ago. And then this game takes place thousands of years after Replicant, and that's how we got Automata. So it's a little complicated storyline, but it all makes sense. And you can go back and play. They released, they re-released... Um, I Rep never played Remastered. another game in the series. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. everything's oh, yeah. told to you in this. I played. I played Automata first, and then I went back and played the Near Replicant remaster that released earlier this year, and it was amazing. Oh, you did play it. I did, and uh, I, I would suggest I you. I would suggest you play it too if you liked Automata. It connects to it 
beautifully. I just heard a lot of people say that it's a lot like rougher than it. Uh, here's the thing: it it if you sit there and you try to do all the side quests, you're really gonna start to feel it because a lot of them are meaningless. But if you if you just do the storyline, the main storyline, um, it's great. And and the way it connects to Automata, even though it's thousands of years beforehand. It's just awesome, man. It's it's another well, game. Well, see, man. that's the thing. This game makes you realize that time doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how, sure. how to word that. Yep. But, yep. like, um, you don't even know if you're human or Android in the end. Right, right. Yeah, it's, God, man, I, just talking about the game. <laughs> talking about the game makes me want to play it again, and, and it's uh, it's incredible, man. It's a, it's a really great game, so. That's, it talks about like the origins of life and the origins of earth and, it's just it's just it's just so smart I, I i can't believe that this is even in a video game um i i would spend i would have nights playing that game you know it's two o'clock in the morning i'm still up everyone's sleeping and i'm just like i i'm just like blank like i don't even know what to think at this point this game <laughs> this game is messing with me so hard i can't even play anymore tonight so yeah man great game that's it man we did it. I knew that. I knew this was gonna go way longer than we thought because people would be so into their games. I knew it. <laughs> this is like almost a whole right. episode on its own. <laughs> yeah, I, I may just separate it as its own episode. Yeah, just it feels good actually. Really going in depth talking about a game. You yeah, love. like you never really to get to do it that much. Yeah, it's a good reminder of you know why you love these games so much. You kind of remember them fondly. We should do shows or movies next. That would be hype. <laughs> <laughs> You imagine doing like top five games of period. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be. I, I would I'm kill in. myself. That would, be, that would be tough. That would be super uh, tough. We, we could would all know. be like, this this game made my list, but it's I would not, have, I to have, have like twenty list. minimum. Talk about this for thirty minutes. Well, well, to to switch it up a little bit, maybe we could do uh, top five shows. Maybe to switch it out to a something outside of video games. That could be a good one too. The problem is, is oh, yeah. I love The Office like a ton, oh, but God, it gets so much hate nowadays. I don't care so, what anybody like, annoying. If anybody's looking at this, <laughs> look real quick because this is hype, and I'm gonna show it off. I got this from one of my customers at work. Yeah, I had to blow it up. That's awesome. Oh, okay. All the times they say that's what she said. <laughs> Get it up. That's what... dude. That's awesome. <laughs> work got me that, and it's hype. I think my favorite episode, and it's really weird. It's in season one, but it's the uh, guy comes, Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Why am I not remembering this? It's like the sexual harassment. That's what oh, it is. Oh, they do the, they do like the, um, the workshop. He does the hero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. cringe. I remember that. Wait, <laughs> the most cringiest episodes are the best episodes every time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm, it's so hard to watch. I'm like hiding my eyes. Yep, yep, did you, did you tell, so entertaining. Uh, you tell Jake you've been watching, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Cause that's another one that really. <laughs> okay. Well, no, no, no. For real. Rudy got me into it. Curb oh Your Enthusiasm. God. Dude, <laughs> I've never seen it before. I promise you, watch the first episode. Dude, it's right up our alley. It's it, like watching Napoleon Dynamite if he was like an older guy. What's it called? <laughs> curb, curb your enthusiasm. It's the guy who created What's Seinfeld. What's it on? What platform? It's on HBO. Nice. I HBO got HBO Max. Max. Thank God. Oh, man. Check out one episode, dude. You'll be. What's you'll be it called again? It. One more time. Cur- curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. I'm about Basically, the most cringe things right just keep happening to him. <laughs> and like, it's so things like beyond oh, his control. Man. And it's so, it's hard to watch, but you're I'm going to watch it right now. Literally. I'm oh, yeah. Afraid. Check it I'm out. getting man. off and I'm going to watch it. She will love it. Like, <laughs> I'm going. Dude, I'm dude going. if you 
if you want, Tim, if you want, make a Facebook, make a Facebook uh, chat with Jake because I wanted to hear what he thinks later. <laughs> okay, okay. Because oh my god, it couldn't be. Oh, I'm in season three, episode eight, and I started like four days yeah, ago. Yeah, you've been fly- you've been flying, dude. And I'm gonna I'll t- I'll let you guys know what I think when I start uh, season three of Castlevania as well. So nice. I'm gonna go watch this right now. All right, guys, that was fun. Good talk, man. All right. Later. See you. All right, later, guys. Oh, wait, let me kick Craig out. Gotta get that in there. Bring me the food bowl, please.